so it's All Star Weekend, mm-hmm. right? And as you said, they're doing the draft. Yeah. And um, I think it was Kevin Durant came out and said about people because they're doing old school playground draft. Yeah. The team captains in front of all these guys yeah. and whoever's la- picked last. That yeah, was yeah. the conversation. Pick yeah. last. And Kevin Durant says something to the effect of. It's like being sad about being the last millionaire being picked last. Basically saying, like, what's the big deal? We're all successful yeah, yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. what I wanted to ask you was, how personally do you take that feeling being picked last for anything? Oh, very personal. Yeah. Absolutely. And even not just basketball. Let's just, let's just like broaden it to anything, anything where it's like you are. Because what it's saying is you're the person I'm, I want the least on my team. I'm the worst one so out of the whole group. How does that feel? Oh, I've, being competitive, you go. Yes. Oh, I'm better than that person. Yeah, yeah, you already. And each time somebody yeah. else is getting picked, and yeah. it's a long and wait. I go, wait, what? <laughs> at some, at what point does it get? So let's say it's ten people. Yeah. At what number? You're 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 gonna be ten eventually. Yeah. But you know, one, two. At what point does the number get like? All right, this is getting crazy. Maybe like man. four or five. I go. You know, this is getting. I go. You know, this is. I'm not the. I'm not the sixth worst person here. Then yeah. you. Then six gets picked, and it's not you. Right. No, that's so round four or five. That's when you start going. Wait a minute. Yeah, something's not right here. Yeah, it's no, you can't what? laugh it off. You can, you, you yeah, can laugh like, it off. You go, okay, he's six three, or he that. can bake if I it's baking yeah. or whatever the thing. You know, like this guy, <laughs> right. like actually cooks. They have some type of very. They have the skill, skill set. Yeah, you go like okay. That's that obvious. Sense. They went first. Yeah, but that, then like four or five, you go like, all right. I mean, like come yeah. on. <laughs> I'm not the worst person out of all these people in whatever this draft. You know, whatever this is for. Yeah. But now it's like okay, now I have a chip on my shoulder. Yeah. Now it's like okay, when you, when whoever okay. team I'm on, we're gonna win. Absolutely, that's always no, the yeah. At first it's like it's funny games. Yeah. Then now it's getting personal. I go like, no, this ain't fun. No, no. then it's you and the guy that every the glass. Uh, yeah. I don't want to be stereotypical, <laughs> but if it's basketball, glasses, short, yeah. you know, no. not uncoordinated, yeah. and it's just you and them. No, I'm I'll bake you or whatever <laughs> this is. I'm bringing out the whole arsenal skills. Yeah. No, it, no, I will. I you will. I will never let you guys live this down. To disrespect and, then, the, and not even the person that picked them over me. Now I got a personal problem yeah. with you. More important than anybody else. Whoever the guy is that didn't, you were the last pick. They picked the guy that you yeah. feel like is the worst and they still picked him. Yes. Now it's like I, when we win, I'm coming right at the captain of that other team. Really, that's sad because the last person doesn't even get picked. No, it's just like, oh, well, you got him. Yeah, just for making even Stevens, we got to yeah. even out the teams. So you're over here now, yeah. but nobody picked you. But what if, okay, well, so what if you're- That's sad. What if you're used to being like the last person? What if you like, you like to do this activity, uh-huh. whatever it is, but you're used to being the last person picked. You're not shocked. Uh-huh. Being like, how do you, how do you take that? How would you feel? Well, I mean, listen, everybody's not, let's keep it basketball. Okay. <laughs> so, so I can relate and you oh, can yeah. understand. Yeah. So not everybody has your athletic prowess, friend. You always, <laughs> you're just a natural scorer, right? Yeah. So I, I was never a blast. No, but I was I was I'm a four or five guy. Yeah, I'm a four or five guy. I've lived in that spot comfortably, and I've li- I'm I'm fine with that spot yeah, yeah. because most of the time when we were kids and young, it would go Fran would get picked one or two. Yeah, and then people know me and Fran got chemistry, whatever. So yeah. if I don't get picked by the other team at three, four or five, I that, I might end up on Fran's team. Yeah. Then we team and then we do what we do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's always a good situation. So, I mean, if I'm the captain, then you're top two always. Yeah, and that feels good. Yeah, that and that and that. <laughs> <laughs> we could get into the betrayal of that when your man is one of the captains and he doesn't pick you. Because it's like, man, come on, man. He's 6'4". Six, he's 6'4", six, six, man. I don't want... Where I'm like, damn. So, so you're just going to not pick me? Yeah. Then, But here, let, let's get into it, though. Yeah. Uh, when I got into a... This is one of my proudest moments, right? <laughs> I got into... 
it might I think it was before it was before Kobe died, R.I.P. Kobe. Yes. But I had I unlocked the Mamba mentality. Yeah. I tell people about this all the time because yeah, I yeah. think people can learn from, you know, mental mental affirmations and unlocking something. I unlocked the Mamba mentality and I was playing some of the most elite basketball I'd ever played in, in my, my my mid-20s. I was, was like 26. This, it was this gradual growth of you playing better and better. Now I was a, I felt like a, a proud yeah. big brother. I was like, I told you okay. I've been telling you for years, be aggressive. Yeah, I was like, I, I, no, I was, man. I'm no. telling you for years, like, I man, just the play, Mamba mentality. Man. And then you finally got it. <laughs> I did. It was balling out. Balling out crazy. People, people started and I never and that's just you didn't heard this whole your life so you got used to it but people started being like you can't leave like if I make a study like you can't leave him like don't do don't just leave him open like that I started getting it this was like yeah. a six month maybe eight month stretch yeah, yeah. where I was going crazy I started you know I started feeling myself I was like damn you can't leave me and he's right yeah I started calling ice so I'd be like clear out I'm taking him one on one and in this in this situation of playing basketball yeah. once or twice a week every three weeks but yeah. going crazy when I would play that's when I ruptured my Achilles. Yeah, so with the the answer to all of this, the real full circle <laughs> to all of this is never fly too close to the sun. Sometimes it's fine. Sometimes <laughs> yeah. it's fine to get picked last. Sometimes if you're not going to commit to it, yeah. the baking, the whatever, because you might not commit to the baking and now you get too cocky yeah. and you want to get picked first, you burn the whole house down. Yep. Sometimes it's fine. Like you that. just be picked, be comfortable in your spot. Yeah. I was a four or five. I tried to act like a one. But you were playing like a one. I was, pl- I was, I was playing different. like a one, that's but I wasn't though. putting in the work of a one. <laughs> And my Achilles was like, yo, what are you doing? Yeah, that's Are you good? Yeah. We are like rebounders, put back guys. Like we clean up around the, yeah. play some hard yeah. nosed defense. Like, hey, man, we let you, we let you live it out for a couple Yeah, months, you got to take it easy. We're on month six. And you're out here driving to the lane and trying no. to do reverses? And the thing was, I wasn't there. Though. No. You that was the craziest part. I wasn't there. Maybe if I told you, like, hey, man, no, stretch slowly, Yeah, come on, man. I'm like, no, nah, stretch. I'm, I'm a one. I started feeling like me and Fran, like, Comparable, you that's know what I'm crazy. But, <laughs> <laughs> that's the level I was at. I was like, me no, and but, Fran like one A one B right now. If we go to any pickup league, yeah. But it was like, but I'm saying that if, if, by me not being there, it was just, you was like, oh man, it's, yeah, it's my time. Yeah, Fran not here, I can shine. Uh, yeah, you know, I thought I was really when you weren't there. I was like, no, I'm one. I'm him. I'm, I'm no, him. I'm him. I really and sometimes you're not, and that's okay. <laughs> that's but okay. don't yeah, that's okay. You don't always got to be him. Check your hymnus is the lesson of the day, of today's episode. <laughs> Check your hymnus at the door. Yeah, obvious, we got a problem here And it's more than just Alvin screaming Punisher When life begins to suck, who's reporting it? Luckily, you got two friends who you won't forget Coming live, Alvin and friend on survival Laughing non-stop, case drops on a cycle Louder than intrusive thoughts off an iPhone How they make the world seem bright with the lights off? AFs, it might as well stay up Lies being told like that dinosaur BS Magnifying glass to the ground if they don't see us Having the time, roasting your favorite people Bougie ain't an option, it's the wage Take it to the grave, have moving to the place You already know when they take the case Laugh the pain away, it's affirmative Hello and welcome to another episode of Affirmative Murder, the equal opportunity true crime comedy podcast. I am Alvin Williams, joined as always by my partner in true crime, Francel Evans. Oh yes, wait a minute, Mr. Postman. Yeah man, I'm the mailman, can't you tell man? What up? Fran, how are you feeling today, my good sir? I'm doing good, man. I went skating today. Ice or roller? Roller skating. Ooh. Rollerblade skating. You and the lady? Me and the the whole fam. Oh, okay. The whole fam. Did you uh, get a a couple skate? Do a little skating backwards? No, I don't know if they do that on like... on Sunday, maybe it's the they, Lord's maybe, Day. Was, yeah, maybe they did on like Friday, Saturday nights. Okay, yeah, yes. Yeah, midday getting freaky on the skates is yeah, crazy. Yeah, it's yeah. crazy. Yes, yeah, but it was it was packed. 
It's more crowded than I expected. Really? People still yes. skate? Yeah, man. I'm still. I'm surprised you're telling me you went skating. So like, you're telling me it was packed too. It's kind of wild. Yeah. Wait. Why are you surprised about that? I didn't know. Just I don't know. I just. I'm, you know what it is? It's one of those things where you go. You become an adult. You're like people don't play with toys anymore. You yeah. see a toy commercial. You're like, who's this for? Yeah. It's one of those. Things, I'm like, I haven't been to a roller skate place since I was like ten. Mm. So I'm like, people still do that, but it's because I'm. It grown. is a fun thing to do though. I, know, I haven't been right? in so long, and I went, and I broke a sweat, and it's exercise. It is. I broke a sweat. I got a nice little workout in, and I can still skate. I haven't skated in so long. But when We're I got out the there. you roll, connecting your feet. Yeah, when I got there, I said, oh, shit. <laughs> I, I still I, got I, it. I still got it. It's like, like riding the bike. Yeah, because the kids, they got to hold on to the little the walkers. And they got those. Do they have the, they have the skates that go to under your shoes? What do you mean? Like the training skates? Like you don't put a full skate on. You like put the. It's like. No, they got, it, no you put your foot in, but okay. it has, it has uh, five wheels on it. Oh, okay, Red got it. Got has it. four, and this one got five, because it got one in the back. Okay, cool. Uh, so, like, they got the little walkers, and they was with that. Walkers, the little uh, oh, like an old, like an old person. That's, that's what they call them. But it's a walker. It's a walker. It got wheels okay. on it. It got wheels on it. So okay, they won't that's fall fun. Or whatever. That's cool. Uh, so I was like, I was helping Max out majority of the time, mm-hmm. but he thinks it's just he thinks it's like Run. running. <laughs> <laughs> he does not know how to glide yet. No, yeah. he thinks it's running. But at some point, like it has like this row at the bottom where he could put his feet on. So we was just he was just putting his feet up and riding and he was the just walker. Go faster, and I'm oh, like. Okay. <laughs> We weave it in and out. No, it was it was, it was fun. Man. No, it sounds fun. I haven't been in so long. It was it was fun, but I do. I had an issue. Uh huh. My issue was get it off your chest. Roller skating, I think, is is a unique skill for some reason. Oh, you don't think like everybody can do it, or yeah, I just don't think because it's a rhythm thing. It's a rhythm thing, but it's like when people have that that skill, that rhythm, I feel like they're like, oh, I'm the shit. So oh, like a really good roller skater. Kinda, yeah. So it's like. They weaving in the now, yeah. and they going, you know, they going in circles and yeah. half spinning. And, yeah, you know, it's they like, start doing that ice skating spin. Like, they're just yeah, spinning and it's like, in, and in it, place, yeah. and they got headphones, so they like listening to their own music. Oh, word, really? Yes, and oh. they have like these. Go do the outside. Yeah, man. Yeah. They have like these these customized <laughs> glow in the dark skates. Glow in the dark yeah, skates yeah. got lights on it. It's like it's obnoxious. All right, it's man. like the guy that yes. brings his own bowling ball to the bowling alley. Yeah, yeah. it's like we get it, man. You're, you're good you at skate. this, but it's like. Why are you wanting it this way? Because you cut, but that's why you go to the roller rink. You want to, that's where you go to show off your skating prowess. Yeah. So he wants to be seen. Yeah, he or they, I don't know who, I don't yeah, know, woman like, or guy. You, yeah. 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 Listen, when you can skate, I don't know, you're saying you still got it. You never were like that, right? No, I can't do but, that. No, but no, but I can skate. When you can, can skate, it's smooth. When can, you, I'm not falling all over the place. It's not stuck. You don't got to grab the wall. Yeah. No, for sure. I you can, you can get down. I can get down. I can but go you around, can't, yeah, yeah. But I can't, like. It's not ATL. I can't break and, and like, go between. And yeah. Like, if somebody's about to, I can miss them. Man, these people. Stop on a dime. Was, was the, yeah, man. Yeah. It was like, they going. They, and, like, the blades they got on, like, they. They bought them, so it's like they got special, special blades, all greased up. Yeah, the greased up. So it's like gliding. All right, man, this is. Yeah. I get it. I just did this randomly on a Sunday. Yeah, I get yeah, it. You, but you're I mean, too like, much custom. Yeah, you, you're too invested in this. Yeah, man. I, I, I felt that way. About I don't that. like people that take casual uh, activities too hard. Like you too go to the axe, you go to the axe throwing place, and somebody has like their own axes. Yeah, it's like, all right, man. You got gloves. Like, what come on, man. Like, we're just here to couple, have a couple of drinks and, and do an activity. But then it's kids. It's like it's easy to impress kids. So they like, whoa. Oh, you're the best I ever seen. Like, yeah, I know, no biggie. Yeah, whatever. I'm like, bro, get the fuck out of here. Maybe some try act like LeBron James. Like, maybe someday, you know, you keep keep your head up, kid. Maybe you could be like me someday too. Like, don't. Talk to my kid like that. Yeah, first of all. Like if you, if you want to have a role model to look up to, watch this. 
Marcus roller skate away from backwards. Anyway. I like it is. Listen, I will say like being able to be in place and then start skating backwards and build up speed. Oh man, it, it is, is impressive to go from stop. It and is. Then, it is impressive. It was a guy. It was an old. But it's guy not impressive when you know it's impressive. Yeah, but it's, it's an old guy that he was like fucking skate backwards the whole time. I said, look at this fucking <laughs> showing off, drifting oh. on him. An old head with like a silver fox, letting the groove into the music and the feet just. It's something about when you got that groove and the feet just are just coasting and yeah, rolling around I, in circles I can't, I can't and stuff. That, and, but oh I do, man, I know how to. But I wasn't. It wasn't like I was terrible at it. No, my kids could tell. Like, oh yeah, you suck at this. Yeah, but you're this you're, guy, a, you're like a novice. But this guy is. There's levels. Your kids can see his levels to it. Yeah, but they can see that. I, I'm not. You're trash. not bad. I'm not. You're trash. not bad. You I don't need fall. to hold it to the wall. You didn't fall. I can, in front I can of hit your the kid. turn. Yeah, yeah. I can hit the turn. Yeah, yeah. I can maybe do a little bounce or something. But yeah. I can't. Can't go too far. But yeah. I can shoulder I can shimmy. Do a little shoulder. Do a little shoulder shimmy. Yeah, yeah so I might have to go next time. Y'all go. Let me. Let me know. Hey, really? I really want to go get around the wrinkle one time. I had a good time. Get an icy. It was. Did they still have the the like the concession area? Oh, it's still pizza. Nothing changing. Man, you roller skate into that. Yeah. Those weird tables that are like it's no back. It's all one. Like curve oh, it table with the back. I don't know if that's like the aesthetic purpose. It's yeah, supposed it, to be like that because retro, old, retro. Yeah. But mm-hmm. it's like y'all couldn't update. Yeah, can update this. It's a little like bit? Bo- it's still like a window. They don't booth. have any cushion seats. Why don't the seats have cushions? It looks exact. The yeah. exact same. Yeah. Lights are old. It's, it's it's nothing changed. Yeah, me and my roller skate experience. That's why I said people still do that because my roller skate experience was I was decent at roller skating, but it was you know when it, when I was a kid, it would get to a point of like eight thirty. It's like it's time to like. Either couple skate or they start putting on like freaky music. Not freaky, yeah. but like fast paced. Like people are gonna go and like be home yeah. grabbing yeah, girls' yeah. butts and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah it, it was like it was when I was a kid going to the skate rink. It was uh, like a freak party. Yeah, that's, yeah, and that's when I would go. All right, gonna go get me some pizza. I'm like ten. I'm like doopa 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 boopa doop. Roller skate over. I roller skate over to the concession area. My mom gave me a couple bucks. Yeah, I'm like I'm gonna ride this out till nine. That's when she picks me up. Yeah, so I'm riding out. It's like eight o'clock now. This is from eight to nine. It's gonna be freaky skates. Yeah, so I'm gonna go ahead. And roller skate over to the concession area, have myself some pizza, and yeah. you know, and, you know, and then get picked up. Yeah, oh, it was like, oh, it was you didn't you maybe skated for like an hour, if that. Yeah, like, yeah, you I'm get my shoes on and walk yeah, around. Yeah, I get old. You know, they got arcade games arcade, and stuff. It's like still there. Yeah, yeah I, I've done this. Yeah, I wasn't a oh, I love to skate. I'm <laughs> skating from seven to ten. No, no I, I rolled. Yeah, got my roll on. Yeah, and it's a nice, it's a night for me. But next time you do that, bro. Let me Definitely. know. I had a good time. Because that sounds, that's a it fun, was fun activity. Bro. It was fun. Yeah. But uh, yeah, no, shout out to the, no, no, not shout out. The opposite of a shout out to the tryhards, man. Stop coming up to, coming to places with your custom stuff and wanting people to give you compliments and then you act like it's not a big deal. Like, yeah, you know, all the bowling balls are the same. I just wanted one with my, my custom name on it. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, man. Get out of here. Fuck off. Hey, man, fuck you. <laughs> okay, hey, man, fuck you. Right? <laughs> fuck you and your man, ball. fuck you and that ball. And I'll steal it. <laughs> no, that's petty. Those things are expensive. Uh, yeah, but you you shouldn't spend that money on a bowling ball. No, and just you. Yeah, just it doesn't matter, man. On, bro. Yeah, <laughs> and save your email about I'm in a league and a, I don't care, man. I don't care. God, if people knew how much we talk and I like, I don't <laughs> care. Like I'm not. Well, somebody gonna hit you with the facts about it. Oh about yeah, a, a actually, roller skates. You actually save more money yeah. and the skate rental. Do they give you skates for free? No, so there you go. That's bullshit. Now, so if you buy your own, I skates, would buy my own. That, that for that come. reason, yeah, yeah. For that reason, I would buy my own because I said I went. Damn, <laughs> what's that? What? Five, five skates. What? One, Crazy. two, four, four, four pairs of skates. Yeah, man, yeah. I said, I said, if this, if I, somebody's already pressing delete on the. I email, had a good like, time. I was just typing the email. Saying, yeah, hey, I had bro. a good time. Mm-hmm. And I was like, does a skate rental? If I do this. I would come Get on skate. Oh, no, that's skate. crazy. You just the backpedal like that and leave me out here I on forgot. the ledge like I this. Forgot. No, that's crazy. You just left me out here like this. But I'm well, not you know what I'm doubling down. I'm not getting one with lights on it and oh, shit. Yeah, yeah, true. There's no yeah. strings on some the of Balenciaga them. Balenciaga roller skates is wow. crazy. Yeah. Like, no, nah, I'll say. You know, I'm staying out on the ledge. Fuck that. I yeah. get it. 
it's, it's fiscally conservative. It's, 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 it makes sense. <laughs> fuck that, man. You got your own pair of roller skates. Fuck you. Yeah. Bring the emails on. Anyway, friend, on a more serious note, <clears throat> uh, we talked about this briefly uh, at the virtual house party, which yeah. we'll get into when we get to the shout outs. Mm-hmm. But um, the virtual house party, um, we talked about the incident in East Palestine, Ohio. Yeah. Um, I've got more information. Some of the stuff that I've talked about that we talked about on that, you know, with the people that were there, I didn't have as much information. I think the same with you. Uh, so it was still kind of speculation and not really knowing what is true, what videos are real, what videos are fake and all that stuff. Because that always happens. Sometimes These environmental disasters happen and sometimes they take stuff from 20 years ago and say, this is live footage from that m- moment. Mm-hmm. I still don't know that kind of stuff. But what I do know is it, it, it obviously it happened. It was detonated by the train company. I thought it was a fire. Mm. Or I thought they, I, I had speculation about whether it was a fire that they blew up or an explosion that, or they were, they were afraid of an explosion so they lit it on fire. Okay. It was on fire. They blew it up so that the fire wouldn't burn longer. And release and burn the chemicals. I can't remember what it's called, but it's uh, some kind of um, chlorine, like like vinyl chlorine. Okay. Or vinyl chlorine is the chemical that was burning. Okay. That's bad for the environment. That could go up and create acid rain. Oh but shit! The, but the point is, when I did my research, what's interesting is because we have these discussions, and I don't want to sound like a you know I'm a casual conspiracy consumer. This isn't a conspiracy. This is real. This is this is the actual kind of speculation, but a lot of belief of what what happened, right? Yeah is um, a lot of people are going to fixate on how, how dangerous is this for the environment? Is, is this cancer causing? Things that are to, to fear-based. Yeah. But the real problem to look at in this situation is capitalism. And the train unions have been stripped back of time maintaining the carts, checking the carts, like maintenance on the carts, and running these trains 24-7. Because train, the train industry is still alive and popping. They transfer... They transport expensive things yeah. and they run it constantly and they've taken and they've the, the train industry has eliminated unions, whittled down wow. the workforce to like the bare minimum and like the quickest amount of time. So let's really? say they used to take three minutes to check each car on a train. Yeah. They've gotten that down to 90 seconds, less people to do the jobs. And so you're being less safe. Time and so, is money. Time is money. So people aren't checking the bearings or the wheels per se. Unless, I don't know. There's wheels on a train, but um, people aren't checking those as thoroughly. And something went wrong on this train yeah. that caused it to expect? that caused it to derail. Yeah. And instead of focusing on the 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 chemical companies, the train companies that made millions and hundreds of millions of dollars running these trains into the ground and aren't there to take responsibility, because in East Palestine, Ohio, they had like a town meeting yeah. where the mayor was there and people, and they had a worker, yeah, like a person that checks the trains was the person there to answer the questions. There was nobody there. From the head of the train that does the scheduling, the maintenance scheduling, those things. Nobody that is in charge of that was at this meeting to go, why can't we drink our water? Mm. Why is there potential of acid rain? Why did we have to leave the town? They had the mayor there and people that it would be like uh, somebody coming to you and asking you why you don't they don't have you don't have the W2s. Yeah, it's like you can't answer that question. All you can say is I don't I don't have them. But by it being one of the old, it is one of the oldest forms of transportation, right? Train, yeah, trains. Yeah. Why you would but, think that they would be more on it more? Exactly. That's, yeah. that's my point. That's mm-hmm. my point. It's like that's crazy. Yeah, this isn't new. These trains, some of these trains are probably like 50, 60, 100 years old. Maybe not a hundred, but like decades old. Yeah, and you are stripping back the level of maintenance that you do. That doesn't make any to sense. To save, well, it does make sense. It saves money. I get that. It keeps the trains because you got if you stop a train to check it, the stuff's not getting that there at the time you want to, and now you got you're stretching out. So now if you Cut that time down, you're hitting more stops. You slow the train down, it's making less stops. You speed the train up, you're making more stops. More money. 
But that comes with less maintenance. And then no, you, this reminds me. Because I remember um, real quick. I remember during the um, virtual house party, you were like, yeah, I saw another video about uh, another train that der- yeah. derailed. The guy that I watched this video yeah. who was a train guy, he was like, that's why you're seeing a lot of these train derailments mm. because the corporations are cutting costs and eliminating the unions that, maintain, that do the maintenance on the trains. And so the trains are being overworked and malfunctioning. This reminds me, like I was about to say, this reminds me of when that, that damn, uh, uh, that condo building collapse. What yes, in uh, uh, Miami. Well, Miami Florida, it was Florida, but I don't. It, it might have been some uh, like a city, another. Yeah, city. whatever. It reminds me of that when it was like, and oh, they were the, like, yeah. oh, the um, the landlord, whoever owns the building, faulty, was like, was was like cutting cutting costs and mm-hmm. not doing repairs. Shitty really, building, and then it's yep. like the shit collapsed, people dying. It's like mm-hmm. that's what happens when you try to cut corners to save yeah. money. You being greedy as so shit. So think about like, how much wild. money, how much money that guy or that or uh, um corporation or whoever that you know property management whatever that thing is how much money they made by instead of when a when a person moves out doing renovations they just go flip it put somebody right back in yeah and and now you're getting more people in there's less money going into fixing things and they made a lot of money but then how much it doesn't matter about the money people die at all you know what i mean like that's the result of that when you cut corners people got hurt severely people died and so they made a lot of money in the short term but in the long term you killed people and so somebody's responsible. I'm not saying this could have been a freak accident, but the, you know, the research that I've done, the articles that I've read, a lot of train experts are saying the train, just like, you know, you know, you come in here, you'll have some, some inside information about people go, yeah, man, it's a lot of, uh, I'm hearing all this stuff about, uh, post office and the, the, how the slowing up and stuff. And you might have some Intel where you're like, well, that's because X, Y, and Z. I've watched a lot of articles about yeah. people who know about trains and work in the train industry who are saying, oh, yeah, the train industry's fucked up. They've been busting unions and, and cutting back hours and don't want people yeah. doing as much maintenance <laughs> and think one guy can do the job of three people. And uh, a three-minute inspection, they've now, they want to cut down to 90 seconds. And if you don't do it in 90 seconds, they'll fire you because no, they're busting unions. Yeah. So there's nobody, you can't even, matter of fact, there was a train union that wanted to strike back in December of 2022. So mm-hmm. just, just a couple months ago, wanted to strike and the fucking Senate stepped in and was like, you can't do that. We wow. rely on, the same thing happened. I'm a longshoreman. Yeah. The same thing happened a few years back. We wanted to strike and they stepped in and the government stepped in and was like, you guys can't strike. You guys handle precious material. You guys, you can't hold, you can't hold up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys can't hold up the the country. Yeah, you know. And they mm-hmm. stepped in and told the train workers union that they couldn't strike because we need we need the trains to keep running. That's crazy. So it's it's, it's 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 funny to hear all of this because I was like, like I said, when I bring it up, I go, that's weird. How's all this shit? How, like now? This, but now you, you thought know? you were like it might it it, it, it sound like a terrorist attack. That's yeah, something yeah. like yeah, it like was keeps like, happening. Why does the hell does this keep? But happening? it's really it it could be I don't know for a fact a domino effect. It has to be. Yeah. All these trains just malfunctioning, you know? Wow. So sometimes the simplest answer is greed. That's just what capitalism is. It's not even like, well, how many boats can you buy? No, no. The objective is to get more money into the company. So money is not even, money's just the job. It's not about how many boats can you buy or how much, how many cars and houses you can buy. It's like, no, the objective is to just bring more money in. Yeah, revenue. It's just bring more yeah. revenue in. It's not about a lifestyle, how nice, how much money you have in the bank because it's not about the bank. It's about how much money, how profitable can you make this company? That's capitalism. How much profit can you make? So then when you ask that question, it's like, well, if I can, if, if down to the minute, you make, we make $50 when you work 45 minutes, but we make $52 when you work 40 minutes. 
40 minutes, right? Mm. So five minutes is a big difference to you. That's that's time that takes you to get to lunch. Yeah. You got to drive to fucking Quiznos or whatever. So that affects you personally. Yeah. But for them, it saves them $2 per man. Yeah. And so they go, shit, that, that's like $100,000 a month profit. But they affect the people on the ground in yeah. a detrimental way, a direct effect. Like for me, if my lunch break went from an hour to 30 minutes, it takes me 30 minutes to, we, my job is so in the middle of nowhere mm. that it takes me 30 minutes to drive through all the industrial shit and the business plazas and stuff to even get to civilization to get food. So if my lunch break is now 30 minutes, I'm like, okay, well, I guess I got to pack my lunch. Now I got to wake up earlier. Now I'm not yeah. getting as much sleep. The way it is trickle down. And this, let's just take my body as the train. Yeah. Now they go, okay, well, you're supposed to stop the train, check this, check that. They don't check it. Keep rolling on that thing that doesn't get checked. And it keeps rolling. And it's not even that. It's like, it's, it's, if, the, if there's a checklist of like what you need to maintenance, maintenance stuff you need to check. Yeah. Now stuff is like, well, this, this is not as, as important. This is not as important. Yep. And this is not as important. It's like, it's like a, uh, you need all these pieces to work in yep. sync for like the mm -hmm. whole thing to work. Yep. So if you're just cutting shit out, mm -hmm. they know, just worry about the wheels and the engine yep. and I don't know, the fucking whatever shit that's on the train. Yeah. And that Everything little piece But it's like That's it's, uh, that's why Like I, I found this out so early When I Because I, I got sciatica problems And At the peak of my fitness If my back goes out It doesn't matter How my biceps Are strong yeah. Legs no, I can't do anything Yeah So this one It could be a small little bolt On a train That yeah. you're not checking And if that goes up It affects this And then yeah. If that goes up It affects that And if that goes up It affects that It's a domino effect Yeah Any bit All businesses is that way yeah, post office is the same Cut way. Cut corners however they can. It's like yeah. it's for for the post office. It's like and people that's in the post office know this. It's go it goes like, okay, well, if we have five routes mm -hmm. and we have five people, now if we can combine two of these routes, mm. get rid of one of these people, yeah. send them somewhere else or whatever. Mm -hmm. Now we now we, that station saving money. We saving money, mm -hmm. but it's like okay, well now your workers got to work extra harder. Yeah, fatigue fatigue plays a part. Then when fatigue people plays a part, you yeah. get sick. Yeah. Can't people, come in. People call out. It's like it's like okay, you lose you 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 get you earn more money, but also you losing money because now yeah. people are like, I'm tired of shit. Yes. So now I'm not coming to work. Now mm -hmm. you got to find somebody to replace that person. Yeah. It's a whole. They just look at it like, okay, well, we combine two routes. We we get rid of one person, send yeah. him to somewhere else that needs help. But what? I, but it all goes back to when we're talking about that that the people in the top yeah. in the office rooms. Yeah. That guy. They don't do shit. Say, they don't know they, anything. They don't do shit. They don't know it. all that domino effect. All they know is that decision that I made to take that down from five to four and yep. send that guy over here. Yep. We saved X amount of money that quarter. Yep. And that saves that guy's job. Isn't that crazy? Because it's paperwork. Yep. It's like, okay, well, when you did this move, this number yeah. went positive. It's all analytics. Yep. That's all they look this at. Number they went look positive. at the numbers. They don't yep. care about you or somebody being sick or none of that stuff. And that comes later. And then when that happens, that guy that was the, the golden child six months ago, because, yeah. you know, it takes time for that bad problem to come. Oh, Let's yeah. say that that move of putting five to four and moving mm -hmm. this person over here, good thing. A year later, less people and the people quitting, people yep. sick because they're getting yep. overworked. Then that guy gets fired. They bring a new guy and he yep. goes, well, let's take it down from four to three and send another person here. Yep. Boom. You save money because you cut a job. Yep. That guy looks like the golden child. A whole new problem. We found a bunch of mail in the uh, woods. <laughs> it's like the, you know what I mean? Like it's crazy. Oh, you man. think? Oh, yeah. wonder why? <laughs> Somebody went. Fuck this, yes. man! I'm, I'm not gonna get off till midnight. A nine-hour route? What? Yeah. <laughs> Can't do that. Yeah. Then your knees, and when your knees go out, that is it. Yeah. But the post office, you don't. If you your knees are not your knees and your back, that yeah. is. If that goes out, that's you, can't, it. Yeah, you, you can't gotta work. work. You gotta walk. You can't work. Yeah. Then people, there's like, it's just, it's just like, it's like, it's not, it's not. You putting your employees through this when they can get tired, yeah, it's not sustainable. Get sick, 
And then it, then you losing people. Then what? Mm-hmm. Then what? Then you mad. And then people retiring early. They, like, now they, we losing a whole bunch of people. Then they start. Then they start to spend. Yeah, well, the post office they don't work hard like they used to. Yep. And it's like it, they put it on the people. Exactly. It all goes always, back to the workers. Exactly. They always got to find the scapegoat is always going to be the workers. Yeah. You know, yep. we're all trains, man. That's the, <laughs> the moral of the story is, man, we're all trains, man. We're all just trains yep. in this in this in this track of life, you know. Yep. Uh, anyway. Yeah. So that's just I wanted to give an update on that because I thought that was so crazy. I'm hearing wild, the rumblings man. that this is like one of the biggest environmental disasters of all time. Prayers to everybody in Palestine, Ohio, uh, and prayers to anybody that that might be affecting, whether the water is going, it's rivers and traveling to other states. I don't know. Prayers to anybody. You know, uh, I don't know if they're on a boil water mandate or something at this point but you know people had to leave and you know so i hope that people are getting back into their homes and i hope that people can find a way to get back into the stride of the stride of life down there in the, in the midwest and um yeah just prayers man I, I i don't know what i what i would do if all of a sudden you can't like flint like if you yeah. just one day you just wake up and they go hey don't drink the water that's a crazy thing to be told don't shower the water is, is dangerous wow. everybody don't have money to move yeah, exactly move. yeah what? it's insane there, we have people that are in government that say things like, well, you know, God is, it's God's planet. And listen, if you're religious, right. that's cool, man. But a forest fire is not good. And yeah. God's not going to make it rain at the time when the forest fire is happening to go. That's just not going to happen. We have to deal with these problems. Yeah. We have to deal with the pollution. Like those are, it's our responsibility. And to obfuscate it onto the uh, sky, sky um, man. It's crazy. It's crazy. There are people that we elect in the office to be like, well, you know, God, you know, God, that's God. God works in mysterious ways. Yeah. So I don't know, man, just something to think about. You know, I agree that maybe the world is going to warm up regardless, but hey, it's also not good to pollute it and, and help it happen. You know, like we should do our part to try to minimize it. Don't help it. Shit. That's crazy. It's like, oh, my kitchen's on fire. Let me come through. I'm coming with the gasoline. Start throwing gasoline on on the stove and on the sink and let's get this fire really popping. Like, no, no, let's, let's try to put, let's try to slow the fire down. You yeah. know, let's, let's put the fire. No, let's don't add on the fire. I'm gonna go start a fire in the bathroom real quick. Let's just, let, let's burn the whole thing down. Fuck it. You know, you make me wanna That's right, folks. It's time for some Patreon shout outs real quick before we get into it. I just want to um, say once again, what a fun time we had at this week's, this, this past week's virtual house party for the month of February. So much fun. We have Fran, his camera was working. I plugged directly into the Matrix, so there was no, I would say, no uh, technical problems, Fran. It was, no. it was a smooth night. Yeah. It was a smooth night. We had a good time, answered some questions, kicked it with some great people. Shout out to everybody that came out for those. We hope to see more, more people coming next month. We, we plan on doing these consistently every month. Always a fun time. BYOB, I was a little under the weather, so I was drinking some tea. Um, Fran was sipping on something uh, of an undisclosed name. We won't even get into that. He's, he's, he's only sipping top shelf stuff. But um, we appreciate everybody that came out to be a part of the virtual house party, and we hope to see you guys next month because there will, there will be another one next month. Anyway, let's get into these shout-outs. We're going to kick things off with a big, uh, major, major key shout-out to um, uh, Pamela T., Okay, shout out to Pamela T. Um, I do have a bit of a um, gripe with Pam's because, friend, I think I've told you my theory. I think Pam Beasley was the real villain of the office. Um, Jim did nothing but support her when she went to art school, <laughs> um, encouraged her when she failed. She wasn't even that good of an artist. We're going to be blunt about it. Very pedestrian artist. But he was like, you should go back to school. And then she was like, no, I don't. I, I, I love you. I don't want to go back to school for six more weeks. So she quit art school. And then when, Je- when, when, when Jim got offered to be an athlete, a dream of his, to work with athletes, they brought in Julius Irving. He got to shoot basketball with Julius Irving. And Pam was like, no, I, why don't you want to work at the office anymore? 
this is a deadbeat job, man. He only stayed at the job because he he loves you. Yeah. He had a he had an offer, friend, to go work in New York. Did he? And be like an executive. And he was like, I'd rather go back home to Scranton, Pennsylvania. Another Dunder Mifflin uh, company? No, like oh. the he was the, uh, be like a Dunder Mifflin CEO. Oh. They liked him. They were like, yeah, you're going to have the job. You moved to New York. You're going to be in the big build. You're not dealing with paper. You're yeah. dealing with like telling telling Michael Scott what to do. Yeah. You're going to be one of the big bosses. And he wanted to go back to Scranton and ask Pam out on a date. Wow. So he, that's twice he uh-huh. turned down. He loved her. And he turned down his dreams to you know be with her, which yeah. is great. But when 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 he gets opportunity to pursue his dreams, you, you guilt trip him to... You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm just saying, all the stuff, I know Angela is whatever, but I don't like how Pam handled that situation. Plus, the later seasons of The Office, it just was bad, and, and that, that played a part okay, in it. Man. They made them villains. But Pam, you know, but this, my point is, sorry, I went on a rant. Yeah, I went on a rant there. Yeah. My point is, this Pam, though, this Pam's cool with me. Yeah. This Pam is cool with me. Pam T is cool with me. We're going to move on. Up next, we got Shadina. Oh, it could be Shadina or Shadiana. Bust down Shadiana. Um, sh- it's either Shadina, Shadina, Shadiana. I'm gonna go with Shadiana. Shadiana, I'm so. Oh my God, I'm so sorry. If I'm if I'm butchering this, I'm so sorry. It's not intentional. But much love, and we thank you for the support and and, and, and encouraging uh, uh, joining our Patreon and showing love that way. We appreciate it, Shadina, Shadiana. Uh, Shadina What do you think? Give it a shot What do you think what, You think one of mine is I right You got your own I think it's, I think it's Shadina Shadina Yeah Okay shout out to Shadina Much much love to Shadina We appreciate Shadina you. rock Hey whoa relax <laughs> Hey relax man What's going on She might be on the lamb She might be on the lamb right now Don't do that Oh man I was trying to see if it flow I'll do it in my head I'll do it in my head trying to do the whole name Do it in your head Yeah do it in your head Don't say it on the mic My bad She might be, uh, she might be a hot girl you know? uh, Anyway la- uh, Not lastly Up next we got Lee B Shout out to Lee B Much love and appreciation to you um, It looks like uh, they're wearing bell bottoms in their picture I know Frank You've been talking about busting those out hey, Potentially man. Is that a top secret Yeah My man. fault My bad Springtime's coming I'm excited Excited to see I you. I see that. Bro. You know what I'm saying? I, I want to see you shine. You know, I only want to see you glow. I, you know, I, I want to see that. you get experimental. You feel me? Yeah. So uh, 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 up next, we got shout out to Jocelyn P. Much love. We appreciate you so much. Thank you for the support. And uh, we hope you enjoy that content over there. Join us for the house party next month. Up next, we got Megan J. Shout out to Megan J. Looks like she's rocking a fresh emo cut, asymmetrical with the bangs, the long strands down the sides of the face. We fucking with it. And then lastly, we got a shout out to Dominique S. Shout out to Dominique S. Um, we thank you for the support. We hope you're enjoying the content over there. And uh, yeah, man, thank you so much to each and every person who joined the Patreon this month. Uh, with that being said, uh, virtual house party next month. Tales from the Hood every Thursday. Please, again, we've gotten such an influx of emails. It's been awesome. We appreciate you guys getting on to that and, and really having fun with that and, and telling us some uh, incredible stories. We heard, we heard an incredible story on this past many, many so that really touched me. And so I feel the need to even speak, speak about it again because it really showed me how comfortable people get when you're in their ears every week, you yeah. know, like to that people can, can feel comfortable being vulnerable with us, people yeah. that they've never met before. And I'm really thankful for that. So if you haven't listened to last week's uh, Tales from the Hood mini, so please give it a listen because it's, it's always fun and stuff. But we had a really nice email and it was really encouraging. And, 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 and um, there's always a light at the end of the tunnel. And, and uh, that uh, the email, one of the last emails we got at that end of that episode, it really embodied that. So shout out to that person. Anyway, what we're going to do is we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to get into some fucked up shit. So stick around. Welcome back. 
It's my turn to go first this week. I got. I think I got a good one this week, man. I'm excited. I think to I hear. got a good one. Um, it's funny because after every week we do a story, I go, I want to know if I'm able to find a good story. Next yeah, week. something interesting, something yeah. to get the people. Yeah, drama. And then yeah. it's like one of just I found this on Twitter. Ooh, and I went, what? Never heard of this guy. Oh, never seen this guy. Okay, and it was, and then it's like, it's a lot of information. Okay. The trifecta. I go, oh, yeah. this is perfect. Yeah, details, interesting. What? Yeah. Oh, man. Never heard I, of I'm them. excited. Uh, it is graphic, but it Trigger is- Trigger warning? I, I just All think, those warnings? Yeah. I, I, it, when I read this, I was like, this dude is, is nuts. This okay. is a crazy story. So yeah. here we go. Let's get into it. So my affirmative murder this week is about the story of Andre Lee Thomas. Okay. So Thomas was born on March 17th, 1983 in Muskegee County, Oklahoma mm. to Rochelle and Danny Thomas. He had five brothers- and his mother raised the children mostly by herself in Sherman, Texas. Okay. Which is 60 miles from Dallas. His mother battled with being alcoholic, depression, and had been sexually abused. Tough, tough, up, tough living, tough life, tough life. Tough life already in the beginning, and you being brought up into that. Yeah. You know, it kind of. She's processing her trauma yes. and having to raise kids. That's, that's tough. Yes. And for Andre, this can, like, this can go down a bad road. Yeah. When Thomas was a young boy, his home often had no utilities such as running water, heat, and electricity. Other members of the Thomas family had problems with substance abuse and violence. Mm. Ten years before Thomas was born, his uncle was fat fatally shot by Thomas's grandmother's husband. Ooh, okay. Again, like, you know, this guy being brought up into this family. Violence, drug abuse. Yes. Yeah. Trauma. Is... It's hard, kind of not hard. setting him up. Being born in that environment is not setting him up for to be successful when he, as he gets older. I don't want to say you don't have a shot, but your shot is significantly diminished. For sure, for sure. Despite his domestic disadvantages, Thomas seemed to thrive for the first few years of his life. Now we've heard, we know, I've seen it. We've seen this a lot in stories where like kids grew up in a in a very toxic environment, uh -huh. but like they were good kids yeah. until like. Something just the, the, eventually, switched. eventually the environment will get you. Yeah, yeah. you know, eventually you got to come off the porch yeah. and go out into the world, and then it's up. It's up to you to dodge those bad things. Yeah, you know, but it's hard. For Some sure. people do it, but sometimes you know, uh, peer pressure and one. It, sometimes kids make it look good, man. When you're a kid, other kids they make the bad stuff look fun. Yeah. And it's just like, I'll do it this one time. Yeah. And it could change your life forever. I'll just take a little pill. We're going to a party. I know so many kids, bro, that growing up in the high school I went to that just took a pill at a party one day. Uh -huh. Addiction. Yeah. You know? Or not one time, but like one summer did pills at a party. And then you think you got a, hand, a hold on it. Then you try to stop. And you're like, oh, no, I'm addicted to this. Yeah. And then it's 10 years later and you're like a full-blown yeah, addict, you know? So, yeah, it's tough. He attended a Baptist church in Sherman, a former Sunday school teacher described Thomas as a smart and respectful boy who often answered her questions before she could even finish asking them. Mm. So he was very intelligent. Yeah. You know? So family members said that Thomas was a curious person who enjoyed sketching, futuristic cars, and as well as disassembling and reassembling old cars. Ooh. And he was in the gifted and talented program at his school. Yes. That's, yeah. I used to be, I used right. to be, I used to be jealous of those kids. Man. You should nurture people. You should nurture kids. But to make it uh, obvious that these kids are more more intelligent than other kids yeah. by putting you don't have to call it gifted and talented because yeah. what are you saying that I am 
I like AP better, like advanced placement. Okay. Like you're just you're just you're ahead of the curve a bit. But yeah. gifted and talented is saying, well, you other guys, you kids aren't. Yeah, you're idiots. Yeah, you guys are just fucking go to finger painting class. I'm like I'm 16. We care about these students more than we care about. Yes. You know, you group these kids have a shot. <laughs> Yeah, These kids are going to matter in yeah, the world and yeah. stuff. So we're going to really give them what they need. Better books. Up, man. I didn't think of it that way. Better books. I didn't like them already, but yeah. I didn't think of it that they way. They get better textbooks. You go past their classroom. They have like a, a, a amphibian specialist. They got people coming with lizards and stuff in class. I'm like, we didn't get that. Yeah. They had us cutting out hand turkeys. <laughs> so when Thomas was around 10 years old, his behavior started to change. Mm-hmm. He told some of his schoolmates that he heard angels and demons arguing in his head. At one point, he said that he was Raiden. From the a game? A fictional character from the video game Mortal Kombat. No, that's a different level of uh, unhinged. And Raiden was badass. Like he's dead serious? No, Raiden's a hard... If you're going to say you're somebody from a game, that's not a bad answer. No, Raiden was badass. But not just, not just being like, oh, I'm like Raiden, or I, I love Mortal Kombat. Mm-hmm. Saying like, no, I'm Raiden. No, I'm Raiden. Like, listen, hey, man, pull you, let me pull you aside, bro. Hey, listen, I don't want to tell anybody. Keep it to yourself, but you know. I'm Raiden. Yeah. Like, like, right on. Cool. cool. Have we'll a nice day. Talk to you ever. Yeah, Stay no, that's the last day. A thousand feet away from <laughs> Raiden who? You're, what are you going to go? You're raiding what? You're raiding like a store. Are you going to go steal from a store? No, no, yeah. no, no. I'm you not like ra- the Oakland Raiders? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm raiding hard. Like, I like the Raiders too. Marshawn Lynch. No, no, no. Um, I'm, a, I'm raiding. Yeah. From he's not like rocking back and forth. Yeah, it's like, all right, man. Come here. He's saying the wrong things. Get <laughs> yeah. over here. You're like, that's not what that. He doesn't say that. Yeah. Uh. And he appeared to be sincere in his claim. I'm sure. Dead you, ass. He, he has to be. Dead ass. He has to be 100% full, fully in to be mm-hmm. like, I'm Raiden. I'm Raiden. Yeah. So he started drinking alcohol and smoking marijuana, mm. which may have been an attempt to quiet the voices he was hearing. Substance abuse. That's sad. Yep. Yeah. And he was placed on probation at age 12 years old. Wow. By the time he was 13, he had made two suicide attempts mm. by cutting his wrist. Oh. He had a series of arrests around age 15, including one for stealing a car. He was placed on suicide watch after developing suicidal thoughts during a short stay in juvenile detention. This kid was crying out for help, man. Yep. But he did not receive ongoing mental health service um, services following his release. Again, uh, it will be it's still hard for him to, uh, to try to over- overcome these challenges. Yeah. There's no, there's, you're not, there's you no, already grew up, right. You already grew up in that toxic environment and mm-hmm. then now you're not getting the help you need. No. Who does he talk to? It's like, who do you? No. There's nobody to turn to. None. Nobody. And all he sees is violence being reinforced as a positive or just a way of life. So yeah. there's nobody telling him, hey, you don't have to act like this. Mm-hmm. Talk, talk it out. Yep. All he knows is like action and violence and substance abuse. Yep. He's going to follow that pattern. After Thomas had been dating a young woman named Laura Bourne who him and her are the same age. Mm-hmm. They've been dating for several years. She became pregnant and gave birth in August of 1999 to a baby named Andre Jr. Mm. After which Thomas dropped out of school in ninth grade and earned uh, a, high, a high school equi- equivalency diploma, which is GED, mm-hmm. and worked several jobs so that he could support Born and the Miss Born and the baby. 16 years old, you have a child. Yeah. Now you have to grow up immediate, immediately. Whatever Super that fast. whatever that means. Yes. Now he always has these mental problems. Yeah. Now you have a child, a wife, or a girlfriend. Responsibilities. And now you have to work, and which is stressful. You at sixty years old, you have a child, stressful. and you're like fucking right. Yeah. God, that's crazy. Yeah, man. Being a parent, I mean, there's whole shows about it, but 
being 16 with a kid and your own issues to deal with, you know, because I commend you a lot, bro. I commend you a lot. But you weren't 16. No. But the way I saw you, I saw it. I saw what we're talking, like, to see you go, I got the responsibilities now. Yeah, man. I got to move out, get a place. I got to take care of business. The idea of you being 16 yeah. I just don't know what that looks like. I just don't, I don't, it, it doesn't look the same. Yeah. You're like, I can do what I can. I'll go get a job at McDonald's and try to contribute. Yeah, but yeah. you still need the village. You're not, a, you're still a kid yourself. Exactly. Like, it all depends on what your support system looks like. See, my dad was there. So, and my grandmother was there and I had friends that was behind me that went like, okay, well, you know, this is what, you know, not them giving me a, blue, a blueprint, but right. like, you know, we support you and yeah. we help you whatever you need help with, but mm-hmm. this is what you need to be, this is what you need to do now. And if, you know, if you need help, then we got you. But yeah. if you don't have those people behind you to help you out, like you say, as a village, then it's like. You're just driving blind. You're driving blind and you're 16, 16 years old. You're going to crumble, bro. I was like, that's, unless a lot of, I mean, some people do make out of it. You know, I've, mm-hmm. I've had friends that had child, you know, had children at 18 Young, years old, yeah. fresh out of high school. And still then I go like, damn. Yeah. Make you just got to figure yeah. it out. Mm-hmm. Yep. So he married Miss Bourne on his 18th birthday, birthday in 2001, and she was six. She was 17 at the time. Mm-hmm. Thomas and Bourne lived together briefly at Thomas's mother's house. Two weeks after they got married, Thomas's mother forced them to move out of her mm-hmm. house, which is, you know, that's not that's not uncommon. If she was in a financial position to take care of her son and was mentally healthy and not on substance yeah. uh, substances, I'm sure she would extend the olive branch of. Well, you're, this is my grandchild. I want my child to be safe. But for her, I'm sure she had a lot on her plate. Yeah. Her, her living condition probably wasn't the best. And now you're bringing in new mouths to feed in this strained condition. Yep. So you're going to get that harshness of, you got to go. You can't, this, this, doesn't, this isn't working. You got to get out of my house. Yeah. It's cold, but I, in, in the environment that you've, de- you've described to me, yeah. I'm not surprised. But it's harsh. Yeah, man. At that point, Born and her son moved in with her parents. So since they got kicked out of, you know, uh, Thomas's mother's house, Miss Bourne and this and Andre Jr. went to her parents' house. Got it. So he could still stay? No. Oh, she still kicked him out. Yeah, but oh, yeah. they but the but the, the mom and the kid found a they yeah, went to her parents. They went to her parents' house. And Thomas moved in with one of his brothers. Got it. So Bourne and Thomas separated after about four months into their marriage and them being probably separated Probably not, probably not being able to afford a, a place for the whole family probably, probably played a, a part in that. Mm-hmm. Um, Born later moved in with a new boyfriend. And they how had... Long, a, how long after? They, uh, it, said, it said only they separated four months into their marriage, but later they didn't say a time, okay, okay, I guess. Right, okay. you know, we don't know how long sure. that is. Sure. Um, she moved in with a new boy, boyfriend and they had a child. Mm-hmm. Her name was Leah Hughes and this was in 2003. Okay, so they got married in 2001. So within two years, she's divorced with a new kid, with a new guy. Yep. So after his marriage breakup, Thomas experienced more intense delusions and suicidal thoughts. Mm. Now, when I read that, I went, okay, well, it's either the delusional thoughts that he was having in these experiences, either, you know, they intensify over time because they just get worse, or the stresses possibly from... yeah, it exacts. Yeah, for him, sure. Him getting divorced, probably not being able to see his child, probably still doing drugs. Mm, for and sure. All that more, more, more after yeah. the breakup. Yeah, all this could play a part. Yeah. This probably made him made him worse. Mm-hmm. So he became obsessed over apocalyptic concepts in the book of Revelation. Revelation. Oh, and he had difficulty keeping a job. So Thomas was accused of stabbing his brother during a fight. 
but he was not indicted. And his brother was committed for um, psychiatric treatment. Oh. Yeah. You don't know. Maybe his brother had the same issue. Mm-hmm. And Well, they always, if they're all from the same mom, yeah. they all came up in the and same. And maybe his brother had more signs, maybe was showing more signs at the time than Thomas was. Yeah. Maybe. So living on his own, Thomas had difficulty keeping the util- utilities paid. So Bourne began limiting the amount of visitation with his son. Mm. This sucks for everybody involved in this. Yeah. But it's 100% the right thing to do. So you can't afford, you can't afford to take care of your... Well, not even that. Especially oh, if, if the she house. Sees the, That's if, where he goes. Well, if, if she sees the signs, if she maybe already noticed that like, he was having these issues, uh-huh. okay, well, you're not, you can't keep a job. Your water's not on, your lights water's not on. on. And then also you're having these, these mental breakdowns here and there. It's like, okay, maybe you, maybe you shouldn't see Andre Jr. Yeah. So Thomas had be- begun to believe that his estranged wife was a Jezebel. Okay. And that his son was an Antichrist. Wow. Yeah, That's man. a leap. Yeah. That is a fucking leap. That man. is a fucking leap, man. So he thought that the meaning of life was contained in a message within the images of a U.S. dollar bill. Always one of those. Yeah. You fold it up a certain way. You can see the Twin Towers being oh. hit. And, yeah. Oh, yes. Yes. And he said that he was experiencing deja vu. Oh. He would sometimes cover his mouth and duct tape to refuse to speak to his family. Man. This guy's unique and has been unique. Yeah. Very performative, too. Yes. Yeah. Yes. But I mean, like, this dude is, like, out there. He, oh. Yeah, he's out there. For sure. He's gone. For sure. He's gone. So in the spring of 2004, still struggling with long-standing alcohol abuse and psychological difficulties, Thomas began engaging in the recreational use of Chrysidin. 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 Yeah, Chrysidin. A drug. Chrysidin. So he's recreationally using this. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I had a summer where I was... Uh, it wasn't a summer. I'm sorry. Let me, let me not lie. Summer. No, because I don't want you to get concerned. Uh, <laughs> when I was going to festivals, when I was going to festivals, we didn't have money for drugs to get like fun party drugs. Okay. So we went to um, the Rite Aid in Delaware because we were going to Firefly in, De- in Delaware. That's when I was going to Firefly. And we got... Um, we made like fake lean. The kids don't do this. Okay. But it was like, we got like, yeah, like a uh, cough syrup that had whatever the sleepy activator is in it to make you drowsy. Mm-hmm. We would, we would took that and made dirty Sprite. But like it was some, like, some bullshit. It, yeah. Cause it's not, it doesn't have a uh, activist. Yeah, it's yeah. not, it's not, it's not the, it's not activist medicine. Yeah. It's, it was just over the counter cough, cough syrup. Yeah, I thought I was doing something. You got a little buzz. It gives you a little buzz. A little bit. But we could have just drank some beers. Yeah. So just doing dumb stuff. But this dude, that's crazy. Yeah, a double cup too? No, we just put <laughs> it in the bottle. Oh. You know, we're, trying, yeah, we're not trying to show out. Yeah, no, come on now. Some Jolly Ranchers? <laughs> nah, I thought it was Paul Wall. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Chrysidin. Sorry about that. Chrysidin cold medication. On March 5th, a friend escorted him to a mental health clinic where Thomas told the staff that he would step in front of a bus if he could not speak to someone so he he knew he needed crying help. for help I mean, he for help for years man so the clinic staff told him he should go to the emergency room <sighs> and they had a judge prepare an emergency detention order but thomas did not report to the emergency room that day which i mean like what do you so just sent them off yeah like and what just do you expected him to go to the to next go. thing yeah, yeah yeah what do you come on now so about three week, three weeks later Thomas stabbed himself in the chest oh. and went to the emergency room at Texoma Medical Center 
in nearby Denshin, he told hospital personnel that he was trying to cross over into heaven. Oh, wow. When the wound was determined not to be life-threatening, an emergency room physician began arranging for a psychiatric commitment. While these arrangements were being made, Thomas walked out of the hospital, and the physician notified the Denshin Police Department that Thomas might be dangerous, mm -hmm. but they apparently had no contact with Thomas, who walked the few miles to his home in Sherman. So I'm guessing that's a another suicide attempt. Yeah. And it didn't take work, <clears throat> whatever. So he was like, okay, well, I'm going to just walk out. I mean, yeah. this dude is like. They want me to start signing over, stuff yeah, I'm, I'm and put, put me under watch. No, I'm just going to leave. So on March 27th of 2004, two days after coming into the emergency room, again, he stabbed himself in the chest. Yep. Thomas went to Miss Bourne's third floor apartment, kicked the door open. Mm. Fatally stabbed her, cut open her chest, and pulled out a portion of her lung, thinking that he was actually removing her heart. Wow. He went to the bedroom shared by their four-year-old son and Bourne's 13-month-old daughter. Fatally from an, stabbed from another, from another both. Person. Yep. Oh. Fatally stabbed both. Both oh. children. Cut their hearts out oh. Come of on. their chest. Come on. Come on. Mm. Yep. Wow. Very. Yep. On his own son, who oh. he thought was Antichrist. Mm. So after he killed Laura, Miss Bourne, yeah. and the children, he folded up a $1 bill in a way to highlight the eye on the back of the dollar bill. Then Thomas stabbed himself three times in the chest, expecting to die from his wounds. Thomas went into the living room and laid next to Miss Bourne's body. He thought he was going to slowly die. thought he was going to slowly die, yep. When he realized that he was not dying, he placed the victim's organs in his pockets and walked to his house. Oh, what a sight. What a fucking sight. Jesus. Yeah. So once he returned home, he, play, he, he placed the organs in a bag and threw it in a trash can. Thomas called his wife's parents and left a voicemail. Oh, no. He said, this is what, voicemail. Now, I tried, I wanted to find, I wanted so bad to find an actual voicemail, but I couldn't find it. Yeah. I don't even know if I want to hear that. I, I don't even know what he said yet, but I'm sure it was. It wasn't. He didn't. He didn't terrible. say anything graphic. He didn't say any graphic in a, in a voicemail. But I know his voice sound. That's why that's I wanted. What I mean. That's why I wanted to hear the voicemail. I'm sure it's very creepy. So he said, "Um, Sherry, this is Andre. I need y'all's help. Something bad is happening to me, and it keeps happening, and I don't know what's going on. I need some help. I think I'm in hell. I need help. Somebody needs to come and help me. I need help bad. I'm desperate." <laughs> I'm afraid to go to sleep. So when you get this message, come by the house. Please? Hello? What's so crazy is this is so on theme to what we were talking about earlier, you know, about when you use your mailman analogy or the train analogy of this kid since 12 years old has been crying for help, showing clear signs of mental um, health issues, and it just keeps exacerbating. You keep kicking the can down the road. You keep pushing the problem away. Nobody addresses the problem. And then it, uh, something horrible happens. Yeah. There were small scale things that happened that you could just kind of kick again, kick the can further down the road until something that is so, you have to address it. You can't kick it down the, the road anymore. The yeah. biggest thing possible happens. Yeah. And it's this. But the signs have been there. Yep. Because yep. that's a literal, he went to the hospital. That was a cry for help. When he went, I mean, when he went to the place and they go, go to the emergency room. He yeah. was called. He was asking for help. Yeah. That phone call is too late. It's done. But you can, that's regret. 
Yeah. That's being like, I know something's wrong with me. Please, somebody help me, but it's too yeah. late. Yeah. So, yeah, like the worst case scenario happened. So, Thomas turned himself uh, in at the Sherman Police Department, telling officers that he thought God wanted him to kill the victims. He said he killed each victim with a separate knife because he thought there were demons inside the victims. If the victim's blood was allowed to mix, he reasoned, then the demons might survive. Thomas was taken to a hospital and underwent uh, chest surgery. Deeply unwell. So five days after the murders, um, while Thomas was in jail awaiting trial, he removed his right eye, his right eye with what? his bare hands. What? Yeah. According to one source, he had been reading the Bible when he came to Matthew 5.29, which said, if your right eye causes you to stumble, gouge it out. Another source said that after pulling the left eye out, I'm sorry, after pulling the eye out, he quoted Mark 947. And if your eye causes you sin, pluck it out. Is it better to enter the kingdom of God with one eye than to have two eyes and be thrown into hell? See, I thought he wasn't about that life because he tried to stab himself or whatever. But going and doing the kill bill no. and snatching your eye no, out of your face that. is insane. He's about that. Yeah. No, that's, 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 he's, he's a... Uh, Sick. He's a very, he was a very sick guy. So psychologists interviewed Thomas to determine his competence to stand trial. And they diagnosed Thomas with schizophrenia. Mm -hmm. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Sounds, that tracks. Declared incompetent to stand trial, he was sent to North Texas State Hospital in mid-June in 2004. After Thomas spent 47 days in the hospital, psychiatrist Joseph Black wrote to the court that Thomas had drug-induced psychosis saying that he was competent and that he might attempt to exaggerate his mental illness by engaging in self-harm and other deviant behavior. I don't know, man. You snatch your eye out of your face, you're incompetent. That's one. You know what I'm saying? I like, mean, like, that's one way. To, that's one way to get. <laughs> if I'm on the jury, I don't know if that's a jury decision. That's a, I think that's a judge decision. Yeah. But, like, if I'm the judge, I'm signing that paper. Yeah. Because there, there's, there's no way I go... Oh, he just did this, so we think he's crazy. Because even if he, nah. even if in his mind he goes, "Oh, they'll think I'm crazy if I snatch my eye out." You are crazy. No, you crazy. You are crazy. Yeah, yeah for sure. You snatch your eye out of your face, yeah. even already, if you go. You already killed your whole family. Yeah, what, there, there's mean, enough like, of a. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we have all the signs that we need. Yeah. This was just the cherry on top. Yep. Now, this guy can't. We got to put this guy in a like in a, a mental health facility. He, we can't. He's yeah. he's not fit to stand trial. Yeah. So defense attorney R.J. R.J. Haygood, or Haygood, um, who was ill with pancreatitis during the trial later said he regretted not objecting to the introduction of black's statement so I, I i would assume that he's saying that you know by him by joseph black saying that they just kind of like oh did okay, they listen they, to him they listen they was like okay oh, well yeah, it trial. makes sense yeah yeah, yeah. I, he must have he must you know he must be like a powerful guy was like but I like, imagine how good was his speech to be like Hey I guys, mean, listen, hey. don't fall for the old snatch your own eye out of your face. It was trick. it was it was good enough for them to believe it. That's what I'm saying. I mean, like, he was up there like guys, putting You're on. gonna fall for that? My kid did that when he didn't want to go to school. He said he had, you know, he said he didn't want to go to school because uh, a girl found out he had a crush on her. Yeah. Snatched his eye out. You can't fall for those tricks. <laughs> you can't fall for those tricks. On February 15th of 2005, Thomas's murder trial began. He was only tried for the death of Bourne's daughter. So Thomas, who is black had been in an interracial relationship with Bourne. Oh, Bourne's white. Woman, yep. Faced an all-white jury. On a questionnaire for potential jurors, 
I'm racist. I can't do three that. of selected jurors. <laughs> three of the selected jurors <laughs> and one alternate juror ind- indicated that they were opposed yeah. to interracial couples marrying or having children. Yeah. One juror indicated very a very strong dis- disapproval, noting, "I don't believe God intended for this. We should stay with our own bloodlines. Mm. You have no chance of winning no. at all." Because some of them just didn't write that down. The other ones just didn't write that down, but felt the exact same way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yes. Yes. They're like, no, I want to convict this guy. No, for sure. So I'm just going to not say that, but I feel 100% that oh, way. Oh, yeah, we agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We all agree. Yeah. So sanity remained a central issue during the proceedings. Thomas' behavior in the courtroom had been described as almost catatonic at times. So he was like a zombie. Like he wasn't even, just, just not even there. Just not even there. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, dazing out, just whatever, mm-hmm. not reacting to anything. And he snacked on Skittles oh, during dude. graphic testimony. This dude's loopy. Yes, man. So Thomas's attorney put forward an insanity defense. The state said that Thomas Thomas's mental illness was caused by or worsened by drug use. Mm-hmm. So they were saying that he caused this was a drug induced. These that's interesting. Behaviors. Like he, this was his fault. him taking drugs made him more yes. more mentally exactly. ill. Yep. That's. Is that a proper argument in court? That's pretty. I've never even cra- heard that before. Yeah, that's the first time yeah. I heard it when I read this. I mean, even if drugs did it, like the results are the results. I don't know. Yeah, and they cited Texas Texas law that invalidates an insanity defense if the mental condition was the result of voluntary intoxication. Mm, I bet that's not in that many states. Texas being one of them makes sense. Yep, Texas is very harsh. <laughs> so while the defense said that Thomas. Thomas's removal of his eye, his own eyes showed that he was insane. Uh-huh. And prosecutors said that the eye, that the eye incident was indicative of an impulsive act rather than insanity. Uh okay. I, exactly what I said. Yeah, like, exactly what I said. Impulsive is is uh about a jet ski. Yeah. I just had I just saw a commercial was I saw you know they said they were on sale. Yeah. I just bought one. I really want one. Yeah. Now my eye was hurting and I was like I got to get it out. <laughs> That's insane. My big toe, I stubbed it on a, uh, kicked it when I got out of bed. So I, I just, cut the, whole, I just cut the whole thing off. I had to take it off. The pain was excruciating. I had, it had to go. Bro, I don't, and I don't mean to go, we'll go, no, put a pin in that because I got to tell you about this movie that I, I love. Okay. And I never got to talk what to you about toe? it, but it can, no, it's called, oh. it, it's, a, it's an Irish movie. We'll, okay, gotcha. Put a pin in it. We'll right. Put a pin in it. I'll, it'll, I'll recommend it at the All right. So Thomas was convicted of capital murder and giving a death, a death sentence. So after receiving his death sentence, Thomas was sent to the, Polonsky unit, which is a supermax unit in some county in Texas, uh-huh. um, which is the Texas Department of Criminal Justice prison that houses male death row inmates. Mm-hmm. He said he continued to hear voices and that he saw six inch tall, six inch. I didn't say feet. No. I said six, six inch tall demons coming out of the prison walls and playing music from the band Queen. Now imagine, is, imagine six inch tall demons walking out and going, we will, we will rock you. Boom, boom. No, that's insane. No, it's, that's wild. Fat bottom <laughs> girls, you make the rocking world go. They have mouse voices. He is, he Singing, was Don't not. Don't now. I, I like yeah. this song. <laughs> that's cool. Because like of having a good time. <laughs> I like this song. <laughs> they go under the bed. Yeah. No, that's nuts. This guy needed help for a long time. Remind me of the, uh, what's the ones from the, uh, Charlie and, Char- Charlie and, uh. Oh, the Oompa Loompas? Yeah, the Oompa I was thinking of, um, uh, Lil Sweet. <laughs> Lil Sweet. Lil Sweet from Dr. Pepper. <laughs> it's the 
sweet ones. Yeah. That's my guy. <laughs> little though, sweet man. sliding down the banister. That's my guy. <laughs> yeah, no, I was yeah, picturing a bunch of little sweets coming out of the walls. <laughs> oh, man. It's insane. Uh, but yeah, man. Singing Queen. Uh, sing it from the band Queen. I don't. This guy wasn't okay. He needed help. He needed help. Yeah, man. It so, really is. That part is really sad. That yeah. He, the state of the you know mental health assistance in this country is just non-existent. Yes. Yep. So he attempted suicide again in July of 2008, this time by cutting into the front of his neck with oh. a sharp object. And the, the wound required eight stitches. Mm. You know? So a deep one. He, yes. he got after it. Yeah. So in October of 2008, the Texas Court of Criminal Appeals upheld Thomas's conviction. In a concurring opinion, Judge Kathy Cochran wrote, although reasonable people might differ on the questions of whether this applicant was sane at the time he committed these murders everybody would or competent at the time he was tried mm -hmm. those issues were appropriately addressed by the defense the prosecution trial judge and the jury during the trial said that this is a sad case the applicant is clearly crazy yes but, but he is also anyway. sane under texas law that's a cop out it all boils down to that's just texas law so that's a cop out because even for you to say, yeah, he might be, he is crazy, but under Texas law, he's fit to stand trial. That's bullshit. That means that law is, this guy, this guy wasn't well. And what he did was super fucked up, but this guy, this guy couldn't mount a proper defense. He wasn't capable of like having an opinion on what was happening. I'm sure that's insane. On December 9th of 2008, Mr. Thomas removed his left eye oh, man. and ate it. No, come on, man. You got to stop. And That's crazy. Now, no, come on. Now, this is what caught this. This is why I did this story. Jesus. I did this story because this is the image I saw right here. Oh, wow. It's why I did this story. Oh, wow. I said, what? Yeah, he really. And then there's the one with just the one eye gone. Exactly. No, that is disturbing as yeah. hell. Oh, wow. Yep. Both eyes, one eye. Yep. Gone. Wow. Yep. How do you even go about getting your eye out of your face? I don't know, man. Did he have a... T oh, I don't even want to know. I, I don't know, care. Man. I hate eye stuff. But I saw this and went, oh, I hate eye, st eye stuff too. But I saw that picture. I went, oh, I need to, I need to, know, I need to know all the deets. <sighs> all of it. He ate it. Ate it. Popped them out. Both of them. Gone. The, the, I don't even want to know what the texture of it. It's probably squishy, but then crunchy. And then, oh... I imagine got, uh, little, got a little tail at the end of it. Uh, Is that real? The, the retina. Yeah. The retina. Uh, yeah. All the, the, I mean, the, um, yeah, the, the nerve. I don't know what it's called. The yeah. ocular nerve. Oh. Yeah, man. Both eyes are gone. One of them he ate. I don't know. It's, there was no Bible. Uh, I didn't see that. I don't know where that was. It wasn't in this Bible. one. In this one. It wasn't. He when just, you got one eye, why I have two? He's just yeah. like, yep, all right. All right. Pop, yeah. <laughs> pop it out. Yeah. yeah. Chill on it. Don't ever do half the a job. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, God. Come on, man. <laughs> Sorry. Ugh. Yeah, man. Sucking on it. Yeah, both of them are gone. Keeping it in his mouth, side of his mouth like Ed, Ed and Eddie. But yeah, that picture, look that picture up, guys. Don't. Andre Ugh. Lee Thomas, look it up. That's the picture that caught my attention. I went, oh, I need to do this story. Jesus Christ. Rest in peace to his the uh, the kids and yeah, his uh, ex-wife. Yep. But and that her, picture's and her, little, and her little daughter. Yeah, but that picture's fucking disturbing. But he was only charged for the daughter. He was acquitted for the other two because he insanity. <sighs> Thomas said he ingested his eye to prevent the United States federal government from reading his thoughts. Oh, no. this, And you know what's crazy? To be the, uh, a judge or, 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 a, or a district attorney who a, a couple months before is like, 
yeah, I know that you guys think he's crazy or whatever, but due to, based on Texas law, he's fine. And then this comes out, mm-hmm. you go, oh, this dude's this dude's nuts, and he's been nuts the whole time, and y'all keep standing by it. Yep. Like, no, we made the right decision. He can, he can, he can stand he's trial. Yeah, he's then good. he eats his other eye, and he yeah. and he says, I didn't want you guys to put me in the uh, minority report machine. Yeah. So I ripped it out, so you couldn't read my thoughts. Yep. So the technology doesn't exist. <laughs> I'm sure you would say that, lizard. <laughs> He was treated at the hospital in Tyler and then transferred to um, the TDCJ's Just a Four unit, which is the the Texas Department of Criminal Justice Just a Four unit, uh-huh. which houses Texas prisoners with mental health problems. Thomas's trial attorney said that she was glad that Thomas would finally get the psychiatric care that he'd been requesting. I mean, partially, I guess. Sad it had to go that way. Yeah. So in twenty in early twenty twenty. Thomas's case was brought before the United States Court of Appeals for the Fifth Circuit. Attorney Catherine Carroll said that Thomas Thomas's original legal representation was ineffective. As his trial attorneys failed to object to the selection of the three jurors with a bias against interracial marriages. Okay. Um, she also said that the trial counsel did not present an accurate account of Thomas's long-standing psychiatric problems. There we go. And did not request a competency hearing and presented a psychiatrist as an expert witness that did not have expertise in cases where mental illness was allegedly drug-induced. Okay. In response to the appeal, prosecutors said that while there were while there was evidence to support Thomas's mental illness, uh-huh. I mean, who couldn't, yeah, yeah. couldn't see that? Of course. He was not insane. In April 2021, the Fifth Circuit upheld the, the trial's court's verdict. So this uh, attorney, because there was some problems for, um, I think, like um, moral issues with whoever his defense was. Yeah. I'm a, I'll, I'll bring it up in a minute. They didn't use the strategy of, like, picking out the jurors. Yeah. They, they just let that. it slide. They just let it let slide. Let them be racist and, you know. Right. And... Feels like there's bigger things to focus on, but right. sure, you right? Can. And and also seeing like, oh man, this dude is wild. This dude is crazy. Mm-hmm. Let's lean. Let's really make it that apparent. Yes. Yeah. But it's like, but he's not crazy. He's clearly crazy. Right. But it's just like, hey man, look, he's doing all this spot. He plucking his eyes out. And he, shit wants like that. To, he wants. He wants to. His, he wants you to think he's, he's putting crazy. on the show. Yeah. Yeah. That's ins- to think that is insane. Yeah. You think that if somebody goes, I bit my arm. And I broke the skin a little bit. I'm crazy. Ripping your eye out is, I believe you. Yep. On October 11th of 2022, Thomas's petition for a, a writ of, now it's two words, two ways you can say this. When I looked, when I looked it up on YouTube. Uh-huh. So it's search, search and search Okay. To the United States. Now, which is a, a court process to seek judicial review of a decision of a lower courts, um, government agency. Okay. Uh, to the United States Court of Appeals for the Fifth Circuit was denied by the Supreme Court. Justice Sotomayor wrote a dissenting opinion joined by Justice Ke- Kagan and Jackson upholding Thomas's claim that his counsel fell for below an objective standard of re- reasonableness, violating his rights to effective counsel, and that seating jurors opposed to interracial marriage violated his Sixth and Fourteenth Amendment rights. Yeah. Also violating his rights to a trial by an impartial jury. Yep. Which is a big one. Yep. Dissenting opinions state that Thomas Thomas's counsel failed to properly use the peremptory strikes against multiple jurors who clearly dis- displayed racial um, animus 
and openly stated offense, openly stated offenses towards interracial marriages. Yeah. So, uh, you can get you can get a you can he can get a retrial. Yes, and and is a which is it's, I also put a note here says is the jury is a right in the jury selection for att- attorneys to reject yeah and certain a number of potential jurors without stating a reason yeah which they didn't do that that's big. Yep. Like that, that is implying that he did not, he, he wasn't giving a, given a fair trial. Exactly. And that's big. Yeah. He wasn't getting a fair trial. And the woman that he killed was white. He did it. But obviously. But racism as well. But racism. But racism. Like, oh, he's a, yeah. we don't, we already don't think, you know, uh, interracial dating. Yeah. That's a no here. Yeah. And then you got jurors that's like, so like he's crazy. Well, that, yeah, they're all crazy. They're baboons. Monkeys. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you don't see monkeys at the zoo reading books. Right. Yeah, I mean, what are we, how much empathy are we supposed to have for this guy? Right. So Thomas's case had raised questions about the laws governing insanity defenses, especially on the concept of distinguishing right from wrong. While a defendant acquitted when an insanity defense usually goes to a psychiatric hospital and remains under supervision of the court, even if they are eventually released, uh-huh. t- Texas law prohibits the defense or the prosecution from telling jurors what will happen to a defendant in the case of such an acquittal. Did you get that? So basically you're not, if, if they found him insane, the, the jury isn't allowed to know if he's going to be in the mental hospital for the rest of his life. I think either way they can't, they're not supposed to tell the, uh, they're not, the supposed ju- to jurors that, they're not supposed to tell the jurors that information. Like how long he's going. They're just go, he, we're going to confine him to a mental health hospital. Yeah. And if you're a juror who's racist, you go, so he could go to some hospital with a comfy bed and go there for like four years and, and get released? Get, exactly. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. So in 2015, in a 2015 publication, the Office of the United Nation, Nations High Commissioner for Human Rights highlighted the ethical questions in the case of Thomas and fellow Texas death row inmate Scott Panini. Now, they also talked about the guy who, because uh, I think his case was similar, the guy who attempted assassination to Ronald Reagan, I believe. I don't know his name, but okay. Yeah. I, don't, I can't remember his name either, but I think something happened similar to this uh-huh. with his case as far as like the insanity defense. Right. Like Saying that through no fault of their own, they are tormented souls suffering from devastating illness yeah. that leave them unable to think and reason like people who are not ill. Yeah. That is greater, and this one, this one is this one hit me a little bit. That is greater punishment than any court can impose. Yeah. So on November 11th, 2022, Thomas was scheduled for, or is scheduled for his execution for April 5th of 2023. I don't think you can execute mentally ill people. That's my stance. I think whatever this guy did is incredibly. This is Texas, so. You can do whatever you want. <laughs> but so, the idea, like, think about yeah. what you said there about that law. They are demonizing mental health in Texas by clearly setting up a system to where you let jurors speculate that if I give you a a, a, a ruling of being sentenced to go to a mental health facility, you might get out in like a couple of years. So we're letting you off scot-free when they aren't even, they're just not allowed to know how you could be in there for the rest of your life. Yeah. Not allowing them to know that makes them go, we're, well, we're not going to give them that option because we don't want them to get off scot-free. That's twisted. And it was, um, while you brought that up, 
it was something else I was gonna um I was gonna leave out. But uh the John the name is John Hinckley. John Hinckley. The guy that shot Ronald Reagan. Yes. Yes. Um there was something that they changed. They said the politicians have attempted to legislate changes to to uh to the idea that sane defendants should be one who appreciates rather than knows the defense between right and wrong. Such wording changes have been rejected in a Texas Texas legislator several times. So it was like they was trying to change the, I guess the wording they was using Subtle. to describe. So you can be broader about it. Yes. Because mm-hmm. if you appreciate, you can go, I, I heard what you said. Mm-hmm. But to know means like, do yep. you understand what we're saying? Yep. But to appreciate just means, did you hear me say that? And you yep. might not really get it, but yep. like, I, I got the message. Yep. So it says, which would have included the wording change from know to appreciate and would have required the jurors were informed that were informed of possible consequences of acquittal for defendants like Thomas who pursue an insanity defense. Uh-huh. But this bill was left pending um, in a subcommittee in 2009. So it's going nowhere. It's going nowhere. It's going nowhere. But he's on death row. Yes. They're going to kill him. They, I just, him I just, being mentally, unst- that's not a thing at all. I don't, I just, they're taking it all the way to the door. After reading as I was, I was a bit confused because I went, okay, maybe he was acquitted, but it's like, they didn't even. They wasn't buying that he was mentally ill. Mentally ill. Mm-hmm. They were saying he was competent. He was. He was fine. Yeah, doing whatever he was doing, popping his eyes out or whatever. Yeah. But was only charged for one murder, which I don't. And and is being and is on death row. I kind of don't get it. Maybe it's more. It's like they, obviously, there's more. They're in the, saying in the yes court. and no at yeah. the same time. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. But not. But they're not saying. But it's like they're not. Stay, they're saying like, no, he's fine. Yeah, he's fine. So we're going to charge him for this and yeah. put him on death row. But it's like. It's like there's, okay. they're, they're, just, their actions are showing both yes and no. Yes. But what they're saying is yeah. So he's yeah. fine, but we only charged him for one of the murders. Yeah. Well, he's black, so he's been on a death row anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's Texas. Uh, hey, yeah, it's Texas. But yeah, that was the story of Andre Lee John. Uh, sorry, Andre Lee Thomas. Like I said, the picture, I'm, I'm sure you'll use the picture when you uh, post about, you know, Monday's episode. But I'm like, like yeah. that picture, I went, oh, I got to find out. It's a hard one to find look out at. About this, find out about this dude. Is it, he don't have any eyes? Oof. It's crazy. He's not just like blind. He yeah. just he looks no. like a mole. He popped his eyes out. Yeah, yeah he's and disturbing. He, and sucked on one and like swallowed it or whatever. Mm. Oh. That was my story, Andre Thomas, man. I mean, it was that was crazy, man. Yeah. All he right. was wild. Jesus. All right. Well, what we're gonna do is we're gonna take a quick break, get a drink of water, cleanse ourselves from that one, and uh, when we get back, it's my turn to tell you guys some fucked up shit. So stick around. All right, folks, so after some deliberation, me and Fran discussed the fact that my story is uh, actually uh, also long. Fran's long story was incredibly interesting, but it also was a long one, and a combination of the long one kind of probably would take us over two hours, and we don't really want to do that. That's that's a lot to put out. Um, Also, I would love to hear feedback. Maybe people... Would like that more. I don't know longer episodes, but you know, we, you know, Fran's got a family and stuff, so I don't like to keep him too long. So, what we're gonna do is we're actually gonna save my story for next week. Um, and we're gonna go ahead and get right into the good vibes. But we just want to give you guys a heads up that that's what we're gonna do this week. But yeah, we're gonna go ahead and jump into the good vibes and get up out of here because that was a good story. And we're gonna end on a high note because that was really good. And it's President's Day. Cut us some slack, okay?
That's right, folks. It's time for some good vibes. We're here to uh, infuse some some positivity into your lives before we send you out into the world, especially coming off of Fran's story. Wild story. But, Fran, once again, let me commend you. You were right from the jump. That was a really interesting, very wild, yeah, man. twisty, tw- turny uh, story with a lot of lessons about, you know, when we get down to brass tacks, mental health uh, services in this country are abysmal, and that needs to change because people are in dire need. And sometimes people get in such a bad place that bad stuff happens. You know, yeah. we don't want to demonize people that are mentally ill, but sometimes if people don't get the right help, bad stuff can happen to them or to others. You know, it could that bad people harming themselves is bad. Uh, mentally ill people harming themselves is bad too. Yeah, you know, so uh, just something to think about. So yeah, great job on that, Fran. Uh, I'm gonna kick off the good vibes if you don't mind. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, I got a good vibe story about the second greatest player uh, of basketball <laughs> yeah, uh, in, in the history yes. of the NBA, yeah. Mr. Michael Jeffrey Jordan. Um, you know what? One of the goats. How about that? Let's yeah. just do that. I like that better. He's one of the goats. Yes. One of the goats, Michael Jordan. He donated $10 million to make a wish for his 60th birthday, setting a record. And donating money for a birthday present to yourself is crazy. You know, when you give, you feel. Yeah. And just giving 10 M's? Having that to just give is also crazy. But anyway, his royal heirness himself celebrated his 60th birthday uh, a couple of days ago with the largest donation to make a wish to the Make-A-Wish Foundation in history. And he took a picture with a kid, so that's, that's two things. Uh, the $10 million fortune will go to create an endowment to provide the funds needed to make future wishes possible for kids with critical illnesses, the foundation explained in a release. This will go to aiding uh, kids and not ending up in situations where they're asking to meet Alfonso Ribeiro or things like that. We've discussed in the yeah. past, you know, uh, you know, six from Blossom. You get to meet real. There's more money available. Yeah. 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 You want to rent out Six Flags for the day and ride all the rides. Like, well, we can send you to six. We can get you a ticket to Six Flags. But we can't rent the whole. Now we can do. Now we can do what you're asking for. Yeah. Uh, Jordan. Uh, oh, sorry. Witnessing strength and resilience of the organization's kids has been a continuous inspiration for Jordan. He uh, he said because he's been a partner for uh, 35 years, 34 years now. Hey. Yeah. Jordan noted that he can't think of a better birthday gift than seeing others join him in supporting the foundation, and that he hopes the donation will allow every child to experience the magic of having their wish come through. Come true. The Chicago Bulls legend and greatest basketball player of all time has been, you got to talk nice about him in the article because he donated the money, uh, has been increasingly generous with his fortune over the years. In 2021, he donated $10 million to Novant Health for the opening of two new children's hospitals in his home state of North Carolina, the same company to which he gave $7 million Mm. four years before. Uh, President and CEO of the Make-A-Wish Foundation named... um, of Make-A-Wish America, Leslie Motter, applauded Jordan's ability to create a legacy both on and off the court. She went on, she went on to say, everyone knows about Michael Jordan's legacy on the basketball court, but it, it's what he has constantly done off the court when no one's watching that makes him a true legend for Wish, for wish families and the wider Make-A-Wish community. Uh, Michael using his birthday as a chance to make history for Make-A-Wish speaks to the quality of his character and his loyal dedication to making life better for children with critical illness. We hope that the public will be inspired to follow in his footsteps by helping make a, make wishes come true. And that's really cool for Michael Jordan because he is no, it's funny, he's notoriously the term, you know, fuck them kids. That's attributed to Michael Jordan because there was a video of him at his academy where Chris Paul was basically, oh, yeah, if he if he misses a shot, yeah. 
we all the kids get free shoes. Yeah. And he went on to go ten for ten. Yeah. Didn't miss a single shot. Yeah. I'm not giving these kids free shoes. Yeah. That's the that was the that was the tone of the video. I'm sure he didn't mean it that way. I think Michael Jordan again, as we saw in the um the uh last the last chance last chance last dance. Yeah. In the last dance documentary. Michael Jordan uh, is a very competitive guy. Yes. So if you tell him if you miss this, you lose something. No. Fuck them kids. Yeah. I'm sure. I'm, I'm sure he probably I'm, all still. Got I'm shoes. sure off the camera he yeah. probably still gave all the kids shoes. But how it looked is like I didn't. I'm not losing this bet. No. I don't lose. <laughs> I don't lose. I don't lose bets. I don't lose bets. <laughs> yeah, man. Um. Now, do you think? I want to rain on this parade. No, please go for I, it. I, now, do you think this is ten million dollars of his money? Oh. Or this is like a funding pool. Well, we got to get into. Do we, do we think or? that that's a write off? Oh, I was gonna get to that. Yeah, yeah, that, to that. That, was the, my, that was my second question. Sure, do I? I think it's his money, and I think he wrote it off. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So I mean, that was my second question. It's still yeah, great. Sure. No, no, let's not, let's not, let's not yeah. take it away. But he wrote that off at the end of the tax season. You know yeah, what I mean? Like sure. he, he wrote that off, and you know, got it has that. to be some type of incentive somewhere. Come on, <laughs> but no, no, no. It's from the kindness of his heart. Anyway, shout out to MJ. Sure, sure. Yeah, sure it is. Sure. Yeah, yeah, right. That's a lot of money. Right. I know. I get. I get. I get the organization. But that's a lot of money just to be like ten M's for my birthday. Yeah, for my birthday. You did seven before you for that. But Mike, you gotta think again. I don't want to rain on anybody's afraid. I don't want to be a, a Debbie Downer. But Michael Jordan is in the tax bracket, and people are in lower tax brackets that get these phone calls. They have accountants that go, "Hey, listen, either you spend this ten million dollars, or it's gonna come out, or you're gonna get like you're gonna get taxed on it. Either you spend it somewhere and turn it into a deductible, or it's, you gotta spend it." But imagine you being in a situation where it's like. I don't know what else to buy. <laughs> Just give it away. Just give it some money. Just give it away. Yeah, and get a tax credit. He has a he has a boat. He's got. He I got a, it all. I got it all. He wears ugly. Know, he wears ugly jeans. Yeah, he does. He's get, not a stylish what guy. I, what else I'm aware? Yeah. What else I'm gonna buy? Yeah. I, I got all my own like, shoes. Crazy. My shoes are the most popular shoes in the world. I can get all. all but, he, but he wears the phony ones though. Yeah. He wears, he wears like the fusion. The casual, the, yeah. He wears like the fusion. The casual ones. Jordan. There. He has like patent like, leather Jordans. Yeah. They're like Vans, but like Jordan brand Vans. Subtle Jordans. Slip them on. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a very only, unstylish. He, he only, only he has those. Yeah, I mean, that's, so that's a flex, but it doesn't look cool. It doesn't. He's not that far off from Tim Duncan in fashion, as far as NBA basketball player legends yeah. go. He's not a stylish guy. Yeah. Well, in the picture, I think he had on jeans and like a blazer and a button-up t-shirt. In 2023. Oh, that was a lot. That was a lot. That was a lot of. <laughs> you gave him a full outfit. <laughs> Did I make that up? No, he had on a like an Under Armour shirt. No, the kids, the kids dress nuts. I don't know when this picture's from. Anyway, these are Make-A-Wish kids. It's fine. Sorry. No, the kid's wearing like a... I guess like, he, he has his jeans on under that. Yeah, he's wearing jeans. He's wearing like a very yeah. casual... He wears like a blazer, dress shirt, and jeans. I, I never got that. I don't get that. I don't get at it at all. all. Really throws off everything. Throws the whole look off. But that the kid next to him dressed like Cedric the Entertainer. For some people, yeah, yes. <laughs> Mike, that was when Jay-Z was like, take the uh, throwbacks off. We're wearing button-ups now. And everybody was like, what's button-ups and jeans? Wow. Jay-Z tricked us all. Yeah, um... My good vibes is uh, on February 3rd, a jailbreak occurred in Manhattan. Ooh. It was a Eurasian eagle, oh, okay. uh, eagle owl named Flacco. Okay. Investigators don't know the identity of the of his vandal accomplice who shredded the netting of his enclosure. Whereas I'm sure I'm, I'm I, th- I think if if animals wanted to, uh-huh. they can get out of. Oh, if you think a gorilla <laughs> Can I didn't really want to get up out of the, <laughs> right. that glass enclosure, he couldn't break. He can bust that thing open. Come okay. on now, uh, shredded his netting, netting of his enclosure, and the search of and the search for witnesses is ongoing. 
In all seriousness, Central Park Zoo Flacco had lived his whole life, sorry, a whole adult life in captivity, and the zoo workers were stressed and frustrated and tired trying to capture him. Mm. But as continued observation observation of the of the bird noted his increasing confidence in traversing tr- Central Park's vast um, acreage. So, oh, he got out. He got out. He got out. He got out and went um, to the park. He went to the park. So seven day, several days ago, we observed him successfully hunting. So they found him mm-hmm. and was like, "Okay, well, he's being a bird. He's being exactly, <laughs> yeah. exactly. You gonna put him back in jail? He's being a bird. So he's hunting, catching, surviving, and, con- and consuming prey." Yeah. A statement from Central Park Zoo read on February twelfth: "We've seen a rapid improvement in his flight skills and ability to confidently maneuver around the park." Yeah. So it was. Just to uh, a quick synopsis of this, whole, this, this uh-huh. article because I read it already. Yeah, he gets out. They, ob- they observe him in in the wild. Uh huh. As as you you know as birds. Yeah. Do he doesn't need. And it was us. like oh he's fine. Yeah. <laughs> we don't need to put him he's back in fine, jail and we we'll leave him out there. Yeah. Let's and, not put him back in bird jail. Yeah. Which is like, and it's like why are you shot unless when you caught him he was like one injured wing. or something. Yeah, yeah. That might have been. I get case. it. Yeah. Okay. He might have been like, rehabbed, but he's good. Why are you? But why are you? You're shot. He got out. He's. I'm saying like you're shocked that he has the instincts of a an owl uh, yeah. to survive in a yeah. while. Like what? What's so surprising about that? He's. They thought he was a house owl. Yeah, but anyway, I've never. You ever seen an owl out? No, I don't think so. I've never seen one either. But when I do, see not him, really like a woodsy guy. Yeah, when I do see him in the in the zoo though. Oh man, it's like it I guess do a full three sixty. How I feel when I see gorillas is the same, same as, as owls? I see owls or eagles. Okay, majestic. They just maje- beautiful, mm-hmm. breathtaking. And then like when you see them in person, mm-hmm. and they, when you hear the stories like their wings, is, you know, whatever, and, and they, they open it up, open them up. Oh man! And yeah. then when the owl just turns his head one eighty to look Crazy. at you, mm-hmm. it's Crazy. like man, that's and they really be hooing. <laughs> you know how many animals really do the noise that you know, like the the the, the elephant. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, but like. <laughs> Where it's like onomatopoeia, like it comes out like who, who, yeah. who. It would yeah. be like a dog if a dog went bark, but they don't. You know, they make noises, but it's not like a bark, not, bark. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. bow wow. Yeah, owls really go who. Yeah. They make the stereotypical sound. That's rare. Yeah. So yeah, no, I, I agree. Bird, I, can, uh, I can't attest to that because I, I didn't. I've never heard it. No, no. That's the thing. You asked me if I've ever seen an owl. No, I have heard an owl. Before. Oh, okay. I've yeah, never yeah, seen sure. an owl. But yeah, I mean, like because they don't move much, so it's one of those things where it's hard to see. They're low key. Yeah, and but I do, I do love. I think when I get older. I think bird watching would be a thing for me. It's it's chill out here. Yeah, just I think go out watching because when I see a hawk, mm-hmm. it just oh, does man. something to you. Every time I go, I'm just mesmerized. Yeah. because for one, there, it's not, like you see birds out. Like we have like pigeons, pigeons and ravens here. We see mm-hmm. a lot of them, but when you see a hawk, they're they're not they're gliding most of the time. Yeah, they sit super high and they're hunting, looking eyes, hunting always On a swivel. And it's like, man, to see them, and they fly quick. Oh, I, I love, I think bird watching is going to be a thing. Shout out to the bird. If you have any bird watchers. Yo, let's start an affirmative, mur- affirmative birder. Nice. Oh, man. And I nailed it. Yeah. I should have played it cooler than that, but I'm sorry. Yeah. I don't, I hit the right button. Yeah. Yeah, maybe we start. A- <laughs> yeah, any bird, <laughs> any bird watchers. That start bird- the- <laughs> we start a bird watching group? Listen to the pod. Hit me up. Give me some recommendations on binoc- binoculars. Uh-huh. Bird binoculars. Bird binoculars. Something, yeah, or give me bird a book so you can identify so you know what type of species, I, yes, yeah, birds or for dummies. You can send us a bird book. How about that? To the PO or box, is that the PO box 4258? Mm-hmm. PO uh, box 34258. 
I am. I think that's gonna be a thing. For me. Bird watching. Yes. Yeah. I, think I have that's a camera. Oh, get some good photos of some good birds. Photos. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. No, this is my affirmative birder, man. I mean, yeah. TM, man, trademark that. <laughs> yeah. yeah if, if there's a bird watching group in our name, it, you heard it here first. Yeah. This is this is the inception of it. Yeah, I'm really excited, man. That, that, that's that's you, you found a new hobby potentially, yeah. but that's cool, man. They let that bird free him. They freed free him and they let him stay free. Free Flacco. Yeah, yeah. Say it. Keep saying it till it's uh, backwards. Yeah. Whatever the kids say when people get locked up, I don't know. I'm also off the free young thug train, man. That guy. That guy's dangerous, man. He's done a lot yeah, of things, man. man. I love his music, yeah, but I, I, he, I'm done saying it because he's going under the jail. Yeah, yeah. Everybody's he's, he's way he should. Be. Every, yeah, yeah. Sorry, you sorry. can't, you can't be making that kind of money and putting hits out on people. It just isn't. It's not cool, man. Hey, yeah. make make music, man. Yeah, man. But man, when you talk about melodies, talented guy. Anyway, <laughs> uh, uh, before we get out of here, recommendations corner. The Last of Us. Am yes. I right? I mean, yes. friend. Yes. It's. The biggest show on television right yeah. now. You're caught up right now. Yep. We're obviously an episode behind because it's Monday and there's a new episode tonight as we're recording. But um, the episode with the brothers, we won't get into any spoilers. No spoilers here. But man, every episode, so like, much grief. So sad. If right? I'm watching Caught Up, I know. Everybody that listens to this podcast has to be listening. Yes. If has to be watching if Fran's watching The Last of Us. That If you've been watch, listening to this podcast yeah. for long enough, you know what a big deal it is that Fran is yeah. caught up on this show. Yeah, man. And it's it's occurring in real time, the show. Yeah. And he's caught up on it week yeah. to week. Oh, I love it. It's that. amazing. So The Last of Us, highly recommend. Fran, um, we, in your story, you talked about uh, the, the, the gentleman plucking out his eyes. Yes. And I mentioned a movie that you were reminding oh, me of. Oh, yes. The movie is called The Banshees of Insurance. Of Inshirin. Okay. So it's Colin Farrell and another uh, guy, I can't remember his name right now, and they, it's just, it's, it takes place on this um, fake island in Ireland. Okay. And I can boil down the story. I don't know if you want to watch the movie. I think it's good, but the story, I know when I tell it to you, you're going to be like, oh, that sounds interesting. So basically, to boil down the story into just like simple terms, it's about two friends. And one, <coughs> and one of the friends decides he doesn't want to be friends with the guy anymore. Okay. So he just finds him unstimulating. He's like, I, I just, I'm older. I don't want to waste my time. You don't talk about anything. He's being really harsh. He's like, you don't really stimulate me. I don't really want to talk. I don't want to be friends with you anymore. And so he tells him, and he, but he won't listen to him. He, he keeps trying to still be his friend. So he tells him, hey, man, check this out. If you don't stop talking to me, because they live on a small island, so they can't avoid each other. He tells him, if you don't stop talking to me, every time you talk to me, I'm going to cut one of my fingers off. Shit. And so the guy's like, that's crazy. It's my, you're my best friend. Yeah. So he keeps trying to be like, hey, you want to go get a beer today? And he's like, no, I told you stop talking to me. <laughs> he's like, all right, man, well, listen, yeah. you know, like, come on, like, I got a beer for us. I'll meet you up at the bar. Mm -hmm. He goes to the bar and the guy never shows up. And when he gets to his house, it's a finger on his doorstep. And through the process of this movie, this guy cuts off of, he, he meant they what live he in different said. houses? They live in different houses. Oh, okay. So he would, he would come, the guy comes to, he told him, Leave me alone. Yeah. The guy every day would come and be like, hey, I know what you said, but like, come on, man. We've been friends this many years. Come on. He'd be like, all right, man. Well, I'll see you later. Yeah. He would go somewhere else and be like, I think he's going to come meet me at the park. Yeah. The guy I'm never saying. shows up at the park, comes to his house, another finger on his door. This guy cut so many of his fucking fingers off. He meant what the fuck he said. I yeah. don't want to be your friend anymore. And it, the, the message of the movie to well, me. Why, though? He just, he just, he just outgrew him. Oh. He just outgrew him. And, he, and they, they, they live on a small island. So it's like, we... I'm not going to not see you, yeah. but I don't want you to come over to my house and be telling me shit I don't care about. This wasn't no demonic type shit. No, oh, okay. he just was, he meant what he said. It wasn't a possession. This was just a dude who was like, so was this leave me alone. So, this, so this, this wasn't. I think he was saying like, you don't want me to hurt myself, right? Like, oh, okay. I'm asking you to leave me alone or I'm going to hurt myself. Mm. 
So is your feeling of wanting a friend or not wanting to be rejected, does that circum, is that stronger than your feeling for me? Because I'm going to hurt myself. Man, this dude, it was, it's so good. The Banshees of Insurin. It's a really good movie. And it remind, when the guy said, he's got to pluck his eyes out, I was like, oh, my God. It reminded, first thing I thought about was that movie. Mm. Um, so, yeah, yeah, Last of Us. You watch anything else besides Last of Us? No, you're busy. So you're making time for Last of Us. I'm, I'm proud of that. Uh, you heard anything good lately? What's the, um, not Jennifer Lopez. What's the other one? Shakira. Gomez. Shakira. Have you heard about that whole situation? I don't want to get too gossipy, but do you have you heard about the, that whole thing? Only thing I've heard is that she caught her husband or cheating. So how you heard how she caught him now? No. So what happened was, I got it. Please. Step to No, oh no. Tell me the hot guy. So what happened was, she has this jelly that she likes or something. Some type of. Like a preserve or something. Something, something, in something jar. like that. Something in the jar. Something in the jar that she likes and in the house nobody else likes it. Okay. So by her the traveling, kids, the husband, nobody by her traveling, whatever <clears throat> she comes home, somebody knows, somebody's been in her jar. So she found out that her husband was cheating on her husband was cheating on her and letting this girl come in the kitchen to make jelly sandwiches, eating, peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. <laughs> yep. So she comes, she's like, so you don't need a peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Why is why is my jelly gone? Yeah, so that's what like, happened. Dumb man. Yeah. Oh, uh, I just tried. I just tried it. Well, like I know. She's like, you're allergic. <laughs> Nobody's in the house likes it. Uh-huh. Only I like it. So mm-hmm. Somebody's been so who's in my ja- who's been in my jam jar? Yeah, yeah, man. Damn. She like and then like she's like she. I don't know if you got it's, that. She I know. like moved the house. She off took the house off the land. Oh no, she's going in. No, but see what people don't realize is because we live in America yeah. is that Shakira's like world Beyonce. Oh yeah, everywhere but here, Shakira's like the biggest thing in the world. Yeah. So yeah, she's got fucking money. <laughs> man, like we can't really conceptualize some of the things that some of her biggest accomplishments are, but like. A few years ago, one of her songs was the song of the World Cup. Damn. It was like the biggest song in the world, yeah. but we just didn't play it here. Yeah, That's always that's like Europe and rest of, Americans are very like uh, US centric. So we, we just think of Shakira as the lady that's like, but she is the biggest thing in the fucking world or one of. Bad Bunny's up there too. Shout out to my guy, Bad Bunny. Um, but yeah, no, that's Shakira Goss. I've been on that a little bit. I, that was news to me. I didn't know she got, he, she caught him with jam. Yeah. yeah, something like that. Somebody J- may have more jam, but that's what I know. Jam here, yeah, jam. Oh, uh, um, you know who sent the the edible spoons? Yeah, that was Shaniqua. Okay, Shaniqua, we yeah, got the edible true. spoons and edible cut straws. Yes, thank you so much I for both of it. those. We have them. They, the box has been open. We've divvied them yes. up, and we haven't. Uh, I haven't had a glass of chocolate milk with them yet, but I will. Also, we had two packages. That will sit in the P.O. box that I forgot about. Some Werther's Originals. I'm sorry, I don't have the. Um, so we're gonna just get to that because we keep saying next yeah, time we're, yeah, gonna, yeah, yeah. we're gonna get out of the way. I can't yeah, and yeah. I don't. I'm so sorry, but you know what you sent if yes. you're listening. Somebody sent a gang of different types of Werther's Originals, yes. and I'm so thankful we for that. We did get them. And Thank and you. a Trader Joe, a Trader, Trader Joe's, Joe's shirt, shirt, a little too small for yes. me. So, so my man Fran got has got it. Trader Joe's Thank merch too. You very much. So now the whole team is merched yes. up with Trader Joe's uh, yes. a paraphernalia. So we, yeah, we appreciate everybody, man. As always, uh, yeah. we can't thank you guys enough for um, giving us a platform to be able yeah. to do what we do. It's such a fun thing. It started off as a silly hobby, yeah, and man. the things that it's afforded us to be able to do has been really cool, um, including going to CrimeCon again this year. I don't know if we officially announced it. I think we might have, but I'm not sure. We will be at CrimeCon in Orlando this year. Yep. If you don't have a ticket yet, um, you can use our promo code AFFIRMATIVE and get 10% off at checkout. Um, we would love yeah. to see you there and um, have fun and Come uh, out. Mickey Mouse Land. Yes, I think maybe we should try to like... 
meetup thing? A meetup thing. When I we get closer, we we'll, we'll plan something. Yeah, we'll try we to get something organized on the Facebook group. When we get closer to September, I think we can think that would be cool. When we get closer to September, we'll plan like um going to Universal Studios or something like that. That would be cool. Get a butterbeer. Yeah. You haven't had butterbeer, right? What is that? No. It's Harry Potter. It's so good. It's Harry Potter. It's what they drink in Harry Potter and they have it at the Harry Potter World. Maybe we'll do a meetup at Harry Potter World or something. Or something where you don't have to pay to go in. We'll do it. That's you gotta pay to go in there. Yeah. Yeah, well, anyway, uh, uh, this has been another episode of Affirmative Murder. I've been Alvin Williams, joined as always by my partner in true crime, Francel Evans. And we'll see you guys next week. Deuces. <laughs> <laughs>